0: I listen to the Black Guy You tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy U-tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, ready to do another podcast with my co-host karen and we're live on a saturday which means it's a feedback saturday that means you said things that you would like to hear what we think and we wanted to hear what you thought so we about to get all into our thoughts okay uh together we're gonna do that uh the official weapon of the show is phone chair and the unofficial sport bullet ball. and bullet ball extreme 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 um and I mean I guess the best place to start when it comes to the feedback the show notes is how you leave the feedback so y'all know that uh, but I guess the best place, place to start is with the people that just gave us money you yes. know they just fuck with us they just like us like that they don't want nothing in return but a shout out that's Thank what you're gonna you. get
1: may I have your attention you are now listening to Charlotte's own Rod and Karen you welcome the good folks who tie to the black guy with tips
0: new day new pay new hey what's going on to uh celeste von b thank you very much for the recurring donation adam s we appreciate you mariano appreciate your family joe uh, h is uh, a brand new recurring donator go sit with the new members in the new members class. We appreciate you, Joe. We do. Uh, Tyrone M. Call Dorothea S. Oh, we love Dorotheas. They love us. Big okay. in that demographic. Jason F. Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Jasmine A. Waste Bees by Sura. Michael F. Deborah O. Stefan H. Allison H. Jonathan H. The H's are coming through. Jeff M. And lastly, Corey B, thank you everybody who took the time to put something on our books. All right, it was getting jammy. Not jammy. It was getting jammy there at the end. Uh, All right, reviews, we got one five-star review i don't remember if i read it but i'm reading it again Yay, if i did i'll take it i love how guess the race starts with we're going to read stories from around the globe and guess the race and then rod proceeds to read stories from every county in florida <laughs> as a floridian i'm tired of the slender and this is from julian f-o-t-p julian <laughs> hey i don't know what to tell you fam um stop doing shit <laughs> the, the whole state don't talk to us. Talk to your peoples. Okay, we only can cover the stories that, that are out that there. That
2: happened. It happened.
0: I do not. I do not purposely select any demographic or any area. Mm-hmm. But, we uh, are not
2: biased. We cover them all. Y'all
0: definitely are overrepresented in the crimes that we cover. And I y'all think have y'all have a high rate. I think y'all need to calm down. Don't blame the messenger don't uh, i guess it's florida don't shoot stab feed to an alligator uh take
2: away their rights run around (laughs) naked
0: eat the face off of the messenger right okay uh (laughs) all right let's get to the episodes for the week um we had four episodes this week that we did um and of course you know you can leave feedback in various ways whether it be commenting on our website com. that's one way to leave feedback there's polls there Mm -hmm. that you can vote in also through spotify they have some polls and stuff you can use there and uh you can uh go ahead and um you know subscribe and 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 vote in the polls and you can leave comments on the q and a's on spotify so we ask a question or leave a comment or something after every show and people you know they make that space their own some people choose to respond to like things that we said in the episode some people respond to the q a it's whatever so those are the ways to interact with us i know some of y'all don't bang with spotify like that but just let you know that's what's going on over there mm-hmm. all right the first episode was 2846 of course it was a feedback episode white man asian man dei man was title <laughs> uh, we had three comments the first two are from apia who says i just remember something about butts in the 90s me and my friend tina were talking at recess and minding our own business and a popular boy came by and said i will tell you now about your looks tina looks perfect apia is okay but if you got a tear and lost weight in your ass alone otherwise you are fine you would be really pretty and he left it was i was way too shy and confused to say anything but at least i wasn't hopeless but how would i manage to lose weight in my ass alone and tanning was way too expensive for me and my parents would never give me the money for that and i heard something about skin cancer so i accepted to stay okay for now and went to develop an eating order disorder soon man it's crazy how little st- i mean it's like that in that kid's life that boy's life means nothing to him he will probably not even remember that if you brought it up to him and said, Remember when you did this horrible thing to me? He would be like, I don't even remember. I thought we was cool, Appia. Uh everything I, I thought, you know, I thought you was kinda cute in school. I don't even know where this is coming from. We really be just bumping into motherfuckers like bumper cars at the amusement park.
2: We we we, we do uh, leaving
0: emotional damage for us to deal with
2: the rest of our lives. Yes, life. children are mean and cruel. I've been a child, and I you know it's one of those things where as children you just say shit. Yeah, I've had people when I was younger. I even forgot the persons if I see their face, unless they've kind of you know changed over the years. I would remember them, but I don't remember their name and I remember like it's not. Not the same, as similar to appio where they basically, we was doing something, and out of the blue, they just turned around and was like, oh, you ugly. I was like, okay, and what am I supposed to do with that information,
0: sir? Right. Very mean. And, yeah, it's weird because you can get complexes about that for the rest of your life mm-hmm. off of some bullshit, and now you got to deal with that forever <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, some motherfucker thought it would be funny. Appia says, "I come from a family from poor working class Eastern Europeans. The women always had to work. In my family, one of my grandmothers worked in the administration of a coal mine. Coal mines employed most people were there at the some at some time. The other was a household worker for a rich family. So we never had to stay at home. Mom money. This is a plus. Now it's not expected of my parent of of my or from my parents. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think was was the trick bag." even in America, because I know the way we talk on this show, if you're not from America, maybe it doesn't come across. Right. But we bring it up sometimes, too. Even in America, even for white people, it still wasn't extremely common. Mm-mm. Not like, she it, was really, really it's, rich. The, it's the idealistic, capitalistic dream that is pitched to us, which is, the man, man go to work, man make money, woman stay home, woman have kid, woman clean the house, and Everybody's happy, you know, and that's that's the way it's supposed to go. Now, of course, it's a, a fairy tale because most white people even in America, even in the South, didn't have the money to make this shit happen. A lot of white people didn't even have the money to own slaves. Right. Many of them worked, they did get paid though. But they but, it, did but they worked but they worked for people that were in the working in the uh ownership class that had slaves of the ruling class. So like, but the ability to Link up and find common ground with the ruling class in whiteness, in the, in the disdain for black people, in racism and bigotry. That's what our Republican Party is to this day. Yeah, um, it did. That's that's really it have been an issue. That's been an issue in America forever. Which is this idea of like, hey, we hate the same people, so you should not notice that I'm also fucking you up i'm fucking you up and, too and taking your money too i'm fucking you up the same way i'm fucking them up if if, if there was a way for people to really see past the prism of race and be like Hey man, we're in this together. Uh your 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 wages are fucked up, my wages are fucked up. My 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 family is not getting the American dream, your family's not getting the American dream. But we'll never have that in America as long as people give in to the idea of, well, as long as the black people are doing worse than me, I'm cool. Or I won't acknowledge that black people are doing worse than me because I, I don't have all my dreams either. So fuck them. And that's really why we're stuck where we're stuck. Uh, Yes, sir. About weight. I never use the scale and I don't know my weight. My old eating disorder might still be there and I don't want to wake it up. I was medium. It was medium strong bulimia coming and going. It's gone for about 10 years now. Yeah. I mean, look, whatever works for people is what works for them. I don't Mm -hmm. have any fucking, this is, I don't do any advice. I don't know shit. I, if I tell y'all what's going on in my life with my body and with my health and with my um, exercising or gym or whatever, that's really just for me. Right. And it's really like, and like I said, it's one of the reasons I don't talk about it that much It's because a lot of this stuff has to be for you and what works for you. And, and the advice and stuff that people give is fine, but they don't, a lot of times implicit in that advice is people don't recognize what doesn't work for other people. And so, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's programs that tell you like, get on the scale every day, look at your weight every day, da da da. But that might be for people trying to lose weight or people that are calorie counting or what, like mm-hmm. there's rhymes and reasons to that. There's some places where they like, don't look at that shit every day. Cause it goes up and down a couple pounds every day anyway, or however much it fluctuates, um, based on water and, and all this other stuff too. Um, weigh yourself once a week see see if your habits are doing it you know like i don't know what the right answer is but you know if that's giving you an issue so i hear you um kp's skirt or kpskrt says um commenting on the poll so the poll for this one is only for those of you who uh, who attempted to cheat a drug test did it work okay Mm, okay Commenting on the poll, I got a job after a few years. A, a few offer, I got a job offer a few years ago, and the onboarding process was extremely unexpectedly fast. I had to take a drug test not too long after to receiving the offer. I smoke weed occasionally, and was unsure my pee would make the cut. On the day of the test, my best friend gave me that pee. I put it in a five-hour energy bottle, uh, got some hand warmers, and put everything in a slot on my of my underwear. Urine's got to be body temperature. They don't watch you pee, so surprisingly this worked out for me. It was nerve-wracking, though, and I would never do this again. However, I was kind of impressed with myself for this idea at the time. All in all, I'm glad some places are reconsidering drug testing. First time commenter, been listening to the regular show and premium for some time. Thank you both for all of you. Thank you.
2: Thank you for writing in, but yeah, it depends on when you... speak you... up a little bit? I'm sorry. Thank you for writing in. Uh, I have taking you know drug tests whenever you go you know apply for certain jobs Mm -hmm. and some of the places they don't want you Then I have been in places where they want you so it just varies
0: yeah i mean listen you took a chance and it worked i just asked Mm -hmm. if it worked or not uh let's see comments on youtube on this episode uh deep 1689 says i'll stick with my contigo i don't know what contigo Contigo is. is i'm googling it thank you oh it's a mug, so I guess you're not with the uh, Stanley Cups. Ah, okay. You do? Did, I didn't listen. I didn't know y'all was gang gang on the cup side. <laughs> okay, I, team, didn't, I didn't know that's representing gang gang. I'm team hydrate over here, bro. <laughs> we bang on niggas over here. All right, we'll wet your ass up. Okay, with some of this hydration, some of this water. <laughs> we got smart water over here, bitch. Okay, you what you drinking? That dumb water couldn't be me. I don't drink stupid water. Uh, the poll is only for those who did attempt to who attempted to cheat a drug test. Did it work? Yes or no? Sixty six percent of our t- of our audience that has attempted to cheat a drug test did it did work. Good for you. And thirty three percent no. So shout out to y'all that the sixty six percent. Like you know that's that's dope. And um, y'all did it the right way. You know you ain't go take that test and they be like, uh, by the way, you're pregnant. I also that's- wonder how often they just like. Don't care. I, that but could like, be a probability was, too. Yeah, we saw some weed in it, but we don't who gives a fuck. Uh the poll um for Spotify is about the same. Sixty four percent, thirty six percent. So that's very, very close. Um, do real drugs like an adult is the Q and A. Uh, Key says white people were on plantations, too, but no one asked them why they don't get off the Republican plantation, because between the two groups, the only one votes against their best interest all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why I always say it, it, best interest does a lot of work in that sentence because it means you're taking people at their word when the truth is the best interest that a lot of these motherfuckers what they interested in is racism bigotry
2: yes sir and that's it nothing else really matters because racism is irrational and illogical and and people with with try to be reasonable with with people and you can't be reasonable with something that's irrational illogical
0: yeah i mean you can't take people at their words and they're not being honest with themselves so like when you when you talk to people and this is you know this is a mainstream problem in America that will always has always existed and probably always will exist when you're talking to people where their feelings count as facts which is what white people white supremacy this is what it is in America you can't reason with them so when they say something that you know innately is a lie like many of us do know when somebody's like it's the economic anxiety and you're like Black people have economic anxiety. Latino people have ex- like other people have economic right. anxiety. They're not all voting Republican. They're right. not. They're not trying to stop trans children from from getting health care. They're not trying to stop women from 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 being able to have an abortion. Like so, so say that again. What is it really? You know, oh, it's my religion. Okay, so it's your religion. Your religion don't have nothing in the book about trans people. Your b- religion doesn't have anything in a book about race. Your religion doesn't doesn't give a fuck about. It. So tell me again, what is the reason? You see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's we treat it like it's you know they'll get headlines in the New York Times, economic anxiety. Yeah, what about middle shit. working class Americans? What about rural? Data? And as if nobody but white people live in them places. Right. That's, that's what we have to deal with here in America. So yeah, I, I'm with you, Key. Um, they vote against their best interest in the lies that they tell. But that just to me. We have to just use Occam's razor and get to the point where we're like, oh, because their best interest is racism and bigotry. Monkey Wiz wondered, a uh, Monkey Wiz works wonders, says Tara T. Uh, it's fake pee that stays up to date with the drug test, and I've gotten two jobs with it. It comes with everything you need. I use Spanx bottoms and sweatpants. Works every time. Man, that's y'all out here got the y'all got the blueprint. Roger says I'm good uh, with three. Shocked emojis. I guess he don't want to use drugs like an adult. (laughs) Typhlogin says, my main man, cocaine. Richard Pryor. Juju says, (laughs) do real drugs. Do real drugs. I want to put it on a t-shirt so bad, but I don't want to deal with the questions I'm going to get for wearing it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes you're gonna get a lot of questions
0: Michelle says a guy at a bar asked me if I like the party I think he meant do drugs but I wasn't about to find out I listened to the throat goat Nancy Reagan and say no to drugs same says same
2: yeah when when random people particularly white people act, just say phrases just just say no cause you don't, you don't wanna say yeah and don't and you in the threesome and you didn't even realize you had an agreement to it no thank you
0: James says for some reason every time I hear Rick Sanchez's voice I get mistaken as if it was Patrick Mahomes voice I don't know. They don't sound the same to me, but mm-hmm. I hear you. Ms. Barnes says, I do. I have my caffeine consistently every day. That is an adult drug. Leash says, I was stunned when I realized how many regular adults like football moms, et cetera, actually did drugs. And now, and no, weed is not a drug. <laughs> yeah. I remember hanging out with white people once, and they started talking about all the drugs they were doing on the roof of this building uh, at this party I was at and uh i just realized how different their life was from mine at that time i'm not saying that black people don't do that i'm Mm -hmm. sure i just i i grew up with the racialized fear of drugs because uh in the 80s and 90s you know they were putting stuff on the cover of time magazine that says stuff like black males are go is the next extinct species and shit and my dad was like, I got one job basically in life, which is to get you to twenty one years old. That's not that old. Uh, but basically like that's how, you know, get you to twenty one without you being in jail, having uh AIDS HIV, being on drugs, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, he got me there and and all that. Uh my parents got me there. But uh I a lot of that was I had a lot of anxiety about just that one, one wrong move, you know, that, oh man, I I thought I could do some, some cocaine and now I'm dead like Lynn Bias. or I thought I could smoke weed, but then some, a cop got me and now I'm fucked up, you know, like I was so scared of that shit. So, uh, and then all the paranoia from the dare program and stuff they put into us. I fell for all that shit hook line and sinker. I was I was afraid I was going to junior high school and the fucking drug dealers going to kick up in the bathroom stall and force marijuana down my throat. It was so ridiculous, but th- but that's the paranoia I live with. So, um, yeah, I was I was I'm I was shocked when I got older and realized how many people just do drugs and stuff, and especially white people, because these were Charlotte's a transplant town. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these white people didn't grow up here. Mm-mm. So especially white people, because my neighborhood was black, my school was mostly black. black. It was black and other races, but mostly black. And so uh what happens is I kicked it mostly with black people in my social circle, and so uh we just I, I just ne- and I wasn't like the most outgoing social kid. I would I didn't party. So I just never got introduced to drugs like that. But uh, white people, even just binge drinking,
3: was yes. different
0: to me. I didn't I didn't know people who got shit face drunk a couple times a week and, like, needed hopefully someone to give them a ride home until I started kicking it with white people when I was probably, like, 22, 20-something, 20 you know? And, uh, yeah, so all that stuff is new to me. And so, yeah, I... I feel you being growing up and being like, "Damn, football moms do this, soccer moms do this." Like, yeah, because uh, it, it wasn't fuck, it wasn't taboo to them.
2: Yeah, and a lot of them start at a very, very young age. You know, uh, for a lot of not all, but a lot of black and brown people, they were like, "Nigga, you not drinking until you of age." Like, a lot of black parents and brown parents are very adamant about that because they're like, "I don't want to deal with the consequence of fucking underage drinking." But in 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 a lot of white households, that shit is common they sixteen, seventeen. 16, 17, you know, they're drinking at a very young age and, and a lot of times doing drugs at a very young age. Not that we don't, but, you know, it, it it's more prevalent to happen. And I, similar to you, I'm like this, bitch, I'm black, bitch, I know I'm black. I don't have the security and or the safety to know that my ass won't get thrown in jail for the rest of my life because I want to, quote unquote, do something exciting, i like, bitch, I'll just be boring at the house, not arrested, and not dead, and that was a fear, and it's, to an extent, it still is a fear, because the shit is still real, we don't get the luxury of going, oh, that ain't nothing but a few ounces, we we don't get that luxury at all, and so that's why you have a lot of black and brown people going, I'm not doing drugs, don't put no drugs around me, unless it's prescribed, fuck that bullshit, because I don't want to take the chance, and or deal with the bullshit that's all around it, you know, and for a lot of uh black and brown people. It wouldn't it be surprising. I, I would love to see a study, a statistic on how many black and brown people start doing drugs once they states pass laws, particularly weed, once they states pass laws that it was legal. You know, because a lot of them was like, I'm not doing that shit until my state passes a law because I don't want the problems that come with me attempting to do something recreational. And for some people, they won't do it because jobs still test for it. You know, particularly weed, jobs still test for it. So a lot of people they go, I'm not doing that shit because my job still tests for it.
0: Yep um and then you work for yourself and you go to new york and then you, now you, you you do what you smoke weed and you eat weed and it's delicious and it helps with you know anxiety and you you go work out and you feel sore and you're like oh let me eat some of this brownie next thing you know you're on the karen hunter show having a great time so i say don't <laughs> don't, don't give up okay it can happen um. The um. Let's see. The last person said to see Karen go from staunch dare kid to vocal supporter of doing real drugs was not the growth <laughs> I planned on seeing in twenty four, but I'm one hundred percent here for it. I hear you, Carrie. I mean, you snort with
2: your nose. The fuck is this?
0: Okay. So yeah, Karen is not she's that's what she's on, guys. Okay. she she likes the drugs.
2: Just do the cocaine. Wow fuck it. You want caffeine, there's plenty of coffee and shit out there. You ain't got to snort that shit.
0: Yeah, go take a sip of that uh lemonade from, <laughs> from bread. Ooh, Chad, you, you get all the charge you need. Yeah. Not get too much charge. <laughs> that's what I heard that's what killed Lynn buys. <laughs> yes. Um uh, uh twenty eight forty seven. We had uh Brandon Collins from Drunk Black History on the episode is just went to town on me was the title. uh <laughs> We had two comments. Of course, the first one is from Apia. What? How you know it's from Apia, Cam? Yay! What? Wow, this is amazing, Cam. Mm-hmm. You just wow all right Abby i says about being emphatic to a mentally ill empathic i think she meant to a mentally ill person it's hard i have a friend of whom i think she has bipolar disorder she is finally in therapy and as far as i could tell they're working on the diagnosis or the therapist works on her accepting the diagnosis um, she sometimes makes me so mad because I, in the times of what I would call mania, her ego is big as the earth, and she would say really wild shit. Would you record the stuff she says at the time and play it for people? They would think if I guess if you would, they would think it's uh, clueless, entitled white lady who only cares about herself and is kind of stupid. I try to think about it as her being in her mania phase uh, at the at, at those times, but sometimes I wonder what if it's her real personality and her real thoughts. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I don't know how you necessarily separate all that stuff, you know. Um, Because the average person isn't trained in it. Well, yeah, and also, like, on some some levels, like, how much does it matter? You know, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but just, like, if you need help, you need help. Right. And obviously, we know, like, yes, you can um, be an asshole and be mentally ill Mm -hmm. yes you can be you can get treatment and help and all those things and still be an asshole somehow right like i'm not trying to downplay that as as a thing like it doesn't exist right but i'm also just not sure how much it matters um if somebody is an asshole or not when it comes to those things because it's like um people are allowed to be assholes like like this is one of the reasons that i think the the whole way we treat mental illness is kind of it's kind of ridiculous because we're saying essentially like we at least the currency on social media for mental illness is very much like a a um you're mentally ill we have so much sympathy for you you're not accountable for anything you do You're not um, beholden to anybody or anything. Um, You're just, um, you can't help yourself. And I think that's a a bad way to look at shit like that. Um, Because a lot of times what we end up doing is basically making it like, well, you can't be held accountable. Uh, when you do something fucked up, it's not fucked up because if we say it's fucked up, then we got to admit that you're fucked up and we can't do that. And I, I don't like that. And I think it, it hampers us a lot.
2: Yeah. And, and, and truth be told, it has to be a balance. And a lot of times when people are uh, in, in various different mental states and you happen to be somebody who has a normal functioning mind, it's very hard for you to perceive and interact with them because you're thinking and you're interacting with them from your normal functioning mind. And so um, a lot of times, like I said, the average person hasn't been trained. They don't know what to do. They don't know what the sounds like. Like, it's a lot that goes behind those things.
0: Also, mental illness is just not, it's not a box. By what I mean by that is, there aren't necessarily rules to it and i think people treat it like it's rules because it makes it feel simpler to us mm-hmm. and like i don't think it does anybody any good when like <clears throat> someone has a mental health issue they're clearly in the throes of like an episode and then somebody else who has a similar diagnosis but you're not probably not the same is like well my bipolar doesn't make me racist or whatever it's like yeah, we we know, but there's different grades of bipolar. That's like saying, because, you and the reason I think it's bullshit, by the way, is because when there's something else that happens, like when a person is schizophrenic and they, like, kill a parent or something, or they're bipolar and they, they attack, they physically like, assault their mom, we don't. No one pops up then to go, well, my bipolar doesn't make me attack my mom. No, we go, well, they probably couldn't help themselves. Whatever was happening in their mind, which is not a reliable narrator, they ended up doing something they typically would not have done because of what was going on in their mind. Whatever chemical imbalance thing they were dealing with. I think that is the healthy way to look at it. I think the stuff where we like to like dunk on people, where we see people go through pop, like in pop culture, we see celebrities go through shit and we're just dunking on them. I think it's stupid. I think it's reductive. I think it's the opposite of mental health work. But at the same time, I'm not an expert and I'm sure I have my moments when somebody does something and I'm like, that motherfucker is is like, what are we going to do? You know what I right. mean? So I, I don't have all the answers, but I, I, I definitely think about that. And if you're friends with somebody, that has mental health issues and stuff, yo, they be going through it. Mm-hmm. And it and, and the hardest thing to accept is it's not about you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, uh, they have to show up for themselves and they have to do so much work on them before they can even be with like a friend to you. They have to learn what it is to be a friend to themselves to regulate their own issues. And if you have any issues, anxiety and stuff, you know what that is, but maybe not to the same degree and so and and the last thing I'll say on it is this, and maybe you can't be friends and
2: yeah.
0: that's and that's okay too. It's not right. a punishment to them. you're not trying to hurt them because I see this happen a lot with the way people weaponize mental illness. They'll make it seem like it's society's issue, and I don't and I'm not saying this to be cold-blooded. this is just facts. The therapist, the psychiatrist, the psychologist those people are there to help you deal with what you're you're have going on in your head mm-hmm. period that's so job. when you see somebody on social media being like i'm depressed but y'all ain't reaching out to me uh, ain't nobody to call. they say check on your strong friends but you. that's n- no no offense but that's not a solution because a therapist, uh, the work you're supposed to be doing, the medicine you're supposed to be on, is supposed to be helping with those type of obsessive thoughts. And that it's a va- it's a black hole, meaning the there's no amount of checking on you that's gonna stop the depression from kicking your ass unless you fight it back, unless you and by I mean with your team. Of professional people it's not it's not gonna just be i got enough likes someone sent me enough pictures of puppies these are serious mental health issues and i think social media and the way it is consuming us and the way we consume it has really trivialized that shit into yes. like send me pictures of your kids and it's like i don't know how to tell y'all this but it if you're thinking of like harming yourself or something or you're going through like that voice in your head just telling you you ain't shit it's, it's going to take more than that. Or you're going to be right back here. You're going to be right back here being aggro and passive aggressive and blaming the internet for your loneliness and for all this stuff. That's And it's going to all still go back to what are you, what steps are you taking to work on that? And that is something, especially as an empathic person that I had to learn. I've learned boundaries the last five years. I'm much healthier now than I was because I used to, Be I would blame myself. I would fall for that. Like man, maybe I'm not checking on enough people. Maybe I'm not like, which is also a type of vanity in yourself. Or like I'm so important. If I just text this person, I keep them from fucking killing themselves. I don't know that. I don't know that. And it's kind of a wild thing to assume. And there's not a direct line of blame and all that stuff. So like, yeah. Anyway, and. I appreciate you not being the kind of person that will record your friend or whatever. Right. Because I feel like that's what happens in our society where everything is quote unquote content. That's what happens in our society where Kanye West is going on a fucking unhinged rant and someone is filming it to upload to social media for us to judge later. That's not, that's, that's wild. You, cause if I saw a homeless man doing that, uh, unhoused person, whatever. If I saw a person mm-hmm. on the streets doing that, I would not pull out my phone and be like, "Time to get some content." Right, and I think the vast majority of people listening to us wouldn't do that. But that's where we're at: is that people do that, and whether it's Kanye West or just a guy off the street, to me, it's the same issue. Which is your once your mental health shit don't care how much money you got, Mm-mm. but the people around you do, and will empower somebody who is clearly out of their rocker off their rocker we will empower them we will give them the fame and the money and the platform and treat them like they're important because they got that money but we wouldn't do that for anybody else somebody else that just worked at at fucking lowes we'd be like oh they got fired today but nah we gotta act like he is the leader of of the people with that shit uh i try to think about her as being the manifest oh yeah okay and other times she, she is so down that she already tried to end her life in one of those phases. It's a wild ride for her. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing with bipolar is the down comes. Like, you know, I know that some people are able to have like just up all the time, but the down typically comes behind that. And the down can be lower than the high. Was high, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times because of our social media and what we share, a lot of times the down is happening in private. It's happening in those passive-aggressive, you know, those those vague book posts. That's the down. You see what I'm saying? And it ain't like the high. The high is, Mm-mm. I'm on IG Live. Oh, here's a picture mm-hmm. of me. I'm sharing these ideas. I'm engaging with everybody. I got to tell everybody everything. I got to do this. I'm the greatest student. I'm the best. But the downs, you know, it's disappearing. And you're just hoping that, you know, that they're – Working on something to help themselves the help need, get that balance. Right. It sucks. Fucking sucks. Uh, Ev says it's always great when Brandon's on the show. He's so funny. I think this will be the first year I'm not watching the Oscars. I'm just tired of being disappointed. Nicki Minaj is basically what happens when you surround yourself with yes men who won't tell you to, who t- won't tell you to chill out. And I'm not sure a lot of people want to agree, but after listening to Meg's song "Hiss" a handful of times, I don't think the song was even about Nicki. The Megan's Law line could apply to any of these rappers that are alleging to be messing with young girls, especially Drake, who has been looking at, who has been looked at for his association with the kid from Stranger Things. If there was any, well, that's funny, because last time uh Brandon was on the show, I talked to him, uh and we talked about that Drake thing with uh, Millie Bobby Brown, and I'm a person that doesn't really believe it. I really do think, I our generation people my age do not like drake right and typically if you do not like somebody you will believe the worst things you can think about them period and it doesn't really require a lot of proof um things like someone telling you like not the unless he's just a complete fucking idiot which maybe he is he's a complete fucking idiot and he is just the dirtiest, most criminal motherfucker on the planet, and we just ain't been talking about it right, okay? Maybe that's possible. I will allow for that. I don't I don't think that's true, but motherfuckers that do shit like that don't tell you they do the shit like that. You know what I mean? They not gonna come out and just be like, like, that's why R. Kelly's such a rare example to people, because they're like, yo, he was talking about it the whole time. Right. Like, Drake's shit is not, his music isn't like, I'm trying to fuck a 14-year-old or no shit like that. It, it's... and then the fact that they're both child actors or he's a former child actor she is a child actor she's openly telling people like yeah you know we text sometimes blah blah the fact she's engaged to some guy now like i don't think it was ever a sexual thing but i think people want him to be the worst person possible so they're walking around saying stuff like that because it will justify disliking him which i don't think you need extra ammunition to dislike somebody no you don't but i think that's what the nature of the internet that internet pal on um but i do think that song was about nikki mm-hmm. um, I, i i i like you say you you have a minority opinion definitely because the entire internet thought it was about Nikki before Nikki even responded.
2: Yes, they did. So
0: like either, and and the reason I have to give credit to Meg and say, I think it's about Nikki is because if it's not about Nikki, it makes it seem almost like Meg is stupid somehow. Like she was just talking about Drake and Nick and Nikki just went off. Like, no, Nikki's been talking shit about her Mm -hmm. and uh, she's also surrounded by uh, her step, her brother, uh is a is a convicted pedophile her um husband convicted of statutory rape or something like that so yeah i i don't know how nikki i don't know how anyone will listen to that song and i see even if the line is broad enough to hit some other people it's definitely nikki's one of the people um if there was anything in the song that was about Nikki, it was most likely the line about the people beefing with Meg, and Meg doesn't even know what the problem is. But regardless of who Megan was talking about, it doesn't matter anymore because Mickey made it, Nikki made it about herself. And her bizarre rant for 3 days straight, a week now, and I think she's still going. Megan doesn't ever have to respond again cuz Nikki lost strictly from the meltdown she had. Not to mention her Bigfoot diss track was straight up ass. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I the smart thing to do is probably to not respond, but I think Nikki is not – in she's not the kind of person to show that kind of restraint. Agreed. Uh, The poll. Oh, wait, no, YouTube. Let me check YouTube and see any comments for just went to town on me. No comments. I, sometimes I feel like when we have a great guest, we get less comments than when it's us by ourselves. And I wonder if that's just because the audience puts – It's like, well, the guests kind of feel done for the audience. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. They said stuff during the show, you know. The poll, do you panic when you see a non-white man flying your plane? Yes or no? No. Okay, 97% no, 3% yes. (laughs) 3% of y'all be like, "Mm, mm, mmm, y'all have a a higher probability of crashing. And on Spotify... (laughs) Five percent, yes. Ninety-five percent, no. So the, the Spotify people find more frequently. So maybe that's that's why you get that extra three percent, two percent. Sound like racism to me. Sound like racism. The Reverse Q- racism. The Q and A was drunk. Black history is back. I'm glad. M Nicole says, "You glad? I'm glad it's back too." Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I I really do hate what seemed to happen between Gordon and Brandon. Me too. Uh, I thought and and it's not, it's not that necessarily like, I think Brandon's right. And in the future, you should probably take this approach that you hire someone as a host to a show that you're coordinating and producing probably better for Brandon and better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, just because unfortunately, man, when you work with friends, if the shit is not said and it's business is, it, it can get ugly because, Business and especially in America, but probably just everywhere, business operates very much on like these are the
2: rules. Yes, sir. That's why you got to have shit in writing. I don't care how, I'm, how I don't care how close,
0: bitch. West lawyers get this bullshit in writing. I don't want no problems. Yeah, this is the contract. This is the the agreement. This is and you need that shit. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, because when the friendship breaks down, the business can't break down. Right. Or when the or when the friendship uh, or when people use the friendship as leverage to bi- violate the rules of the business this happens all the time. And um, it seemed like they had a good time working together. And even if they like, you know, had some general banter and back and forth, it seemed cool. When I was there in person, it, they seemed like a good team, you know, like they worked together. Well, um, and I thought the, I thought, it was, I thought they both understood the assignment, understood the mission. And then to find out, you know, that Gordon kind of went rogue and booked a couple shows without Brandon even really knowing about the shit, booked them at venues and festivals that don't even really cater to that. People weren't going to be coming specifically for that. Um, It just just gets ugly, and and you hate to see it. Uh, I think under Brandon's, like, uh, production, it'll go back to what I think a lot of people fell in love with, Mm -hmm. especially black folks, which is you know, a good black ass time where you're going to learn some stuff. Um, but you know, have, but also, uh, the intention, uh, of our, of our well being put first is super important. And it just can't be a, a event where it's just white people laughing at black history. Right. It can't be that. It can't be a event where everything is about the white people in the room, you know, Hey, 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 we see, we got some white folk. Like, it's got to be about us the topics have to be about us the sensitivity has to be about us and i think brandon gets that extremely well uh, alicia says i'm probably going to hell for laughing as hard as i did at that old man getting his ass whooped by some moviegoers uh also are you sure that was a cedric the entertainer joke um i don't even remember what that was What's referring that? to i'm sorry it's been a few days miss <laughs> bond says thank you brandon and tati for holding it down lee says uh black happy black history Alumni says drunk black history on the haitian revolution is needed carrie says just listen to the new episode on the pod of the podcast yesterday and i'll definitely be in the virtual house for the live show shout out to y'all thank you um all right let's play some music so i can throw in some commercials later so we can get this motherfucking money took that one a while to ramp up all right uh episode 2848 gym plant we had 10 comments 10 what Jesus. the hell did we talk about uh okay michael michael sounds like michael uh says uh loaning ghana their own stolen artifacts the british museum is on the permanent records list and then there were three replies to this so maybe that's why we got so many replies Uh, Brooklyn Shubay says the fact that formerly colonized or imperialized nations haven't just burnt Europe to the ground out of sheer frustration is amazing Abia says please don't burn Europe to the ground best don't burn any country to the ground but Europe is big not every country participated in colonization and for selfish reasons I would love to stay alive I promise I did not colonize anyone and never will plus burning Europe to the ground will also burn down the stolen art. so I don't know about that please (laughs) Well, I don't know, Appiah. I mean, you are from Germany, and y'all did burn Europe to the ground, tried to do that before, so maybe you're speaking from personal experience. I, I don't know, like, <laughs> some lessons that y'all learned. You're like, don't do
2: that. <laughs> don't do that. Trust
0: we tried. It's hard as hell. Yeah, you're going to have to rebuild. It's a whole thing. Uh, Lay Love says, hashtag Killmonger was right. Okay, not holy, but I'm recovering all the facts he was. Uh, KP says, the gecko story is sad, but also had me laughing. The part about black people not having them reminded me of a time in my life. When I was a kid, someone paid me and my, some of my friends for a neighborhood car wash in the form of reptiles they kept in their apartment. I convinced my mom and grandma to let me take one. I had a baby crested gecko for a short time until I was being hard headed. I put the cage outside on the patio for it to get some fresh air. Child logic. Even though my grandma told me that probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> they require moisture and aren't able to regulate their temperature in the same way other animals can. Ah, oh, so being outside was was not good. I didn't know any better. Unfortunately, a couple hours later, I go back on the porch and my little homie was fried <laughs> to death. <laughs> the homie was outside going, "Hey, hey, ain't no regulation here." <laughs> fried <laughs> to death. This is hilarious to care. Fried to death in this container. I felt so bad to this day. I wish I would have listened. I have no interest in reptiles now, though. Rest in peace, Jody the Gecko. Oh, Grandma was like, that's not smart. <laughs> grandma tried to warn you. <laughs> that's hilarious to me. Lay love says, all oh, damn. Rest in peace to the little reptilian homie Jody. Yeah, rest she in peace, Jody. Shout out to Jody. Rest in power, King. Ramsey says when Karen and Rod go off about anything election of related to the election and voting and protecting people, I'm here for all of it. I enjoy the banner about the Hornets basketball game, five stars for this episode. And for both of you sharing your healthy eating, healthy mindset, going to the gym, working out. Thanks Mm Ramsey. Thank you. Yeah. We just share our lives on here, but you know, um, it's been a couple years since I really was playing basketball. I used to talk about that shit all the time, but Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing now. Going to the gym, and lifting weights y'all evolving with us <laughs> and hopefully basketball will come back at some point uh because I, I miss basketball a lot uh but you know trying to get in shape to even play basketball i've never really tried to get in shape before um like this i've always just played basketball badly until i was playing a little bit better every time and then eventually <laughs> i was like oh, okay this is the right level of good but i've never taken this long off before uh but uh yeah we talk about on the pregame and stuff i don't think you
2: ever have no because
0: you've been playing since you've been like a teenager yeah since i was since i since i kind of beat asthma overcame asthma i played basketball consistently my whole life Mm -hmm. uh several days a week and the pandemic is the only time that hasn't happened and uh i don't know i just miss it a lot. So. And then I tried to get the lunchtime run to see if like people still wanna play at lunch. I nobody was really interested in that shit. So I don't I guess even it's know. A, it's
2: something that everybody broke and it's probably maybe hard yeah. to get people to get back into the mood. I think if, people may if they know it's gonna be real. People are gonna like I'm not wasting my time if nobody's gonna be out there. Yeah.
0: but you gotta get some people to do it first. Somebody right. gotta be the first people. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that's that's why I'm talking about it a little bit. But uh yes, I did some more Stuff with the physical trainer yesterday. Learned some more exercises to do in the gym. Um, got new goals for this week. So we'll see where it goes. Boogland Shoebase says, I love Karen so much. She dropped gems for the ladies. When Karen said, I would not fight over a man because I'm too pretty and too precious, I hollered. The idea that a straight woman's worth is only tied to having a man or being a mom is still entrenched into society's consciousness, that some women will do anything in order to say, well, at least I got a man. They will. I wish both men and women at large would realize that they can have healthy reciprocal loving and platonic relationships that can be emotionally satisfying. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I have, I have friends of of both genders and stuff like that. That's not the issue, but um, it is always interesting because uh, I I always see people say Can men and women be friends and all this shit? And I always feel like they're children, you know, or just like every woman you know you got to want to fuck right that's, like that's not unrealistic i'm the crazy one to be like well that's not realistic like that's my friend <laughs>
2: Like, and that's it No, like, i don't to know
0: it. it's so weird it's such a weird thing and i don't know what you do with that because people really do believe that shit mm-hmm. and it leads to lots of jealousy in relationships it leads to like motherfuckers that literally have no friends of the different of different genders and surrounding themselves with the same fucking opinions the same kind of person over and over and i think the it seems like the majority of people believe that shit i don't think mm-hmm. i think i'm an outlier in the like the homie could be uh justin the homie could be ray sonny the homie could be bossy it like who randolph whoever i'm talking that's the homie i'm not like not picking up the phone because like oh this a woman i got you know I, i'm not when i'm texting with a with a friend like the same way if i'm texting a dude it's like I'm like, hey man, what's up with that ass? You know, what I mean? like <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why this is difficult for people. You know what I mean? And, and 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 I think
2: for a lot of people, they have gone through a lot of different relationships where people have cheated and like like so a lot of people are coming into these relationship with baggage, mm-hmm. and it's and you're human. It's very hard to treat each relationship as a reset. Mm-hmm. You know, because you come in with the memories of things that have been done to you in the past. All the hurt, all the pain, all these things. And... If this is something that's happened to you before, you go, nope, you can't deal with nobody of opposite sex because the dude, I, last dude I was messing with last one day was fucking somebody, so no, you can't have nobody that's the opposite sex. Yeah, I, So that's I, why I, they come in with these hard rules, but yeah. it's very unrealistic. But you, as a couple, need to talk about these things, and people don't want to do that. They'd rather just make these hard rules to quote-unquote simplify shit versus talking about the insecurities that you have within
0: yourself. Yeah, it's a lot of jealousy and stuff, and I mean, look, and there are people that have relationships where... It's mo, you know. There's open relationships. There's yes. uh, poly relationships. Like there's a lot. It's everything doesn't have to be like a hetero monogamous situation in the first place. But I do understand like communication and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, even in friendships, for fuck, fuck the sex. Like take sex out of this. Even in friendships, there's something that is healthy and rewarding about being able to talk about somebody talk to someone that has a different point of view and y'all still have like a level of trust and understanding right that is not based on like transactional shit because one of the problems with like when you throw the romance and stuff into it when it's beyond platonic um transactional stuff and sex is already kind of a like a interesting space that i'm not trying to be in with people Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to like it's like when people talk about someone owing them sex because they did something for them or whatever it's just like it's so it's a ridiculous concept to me so i just think in general people could be uh, rewarded by just being able to see people as three-dimensional beings that exist uh as more than just like romantically right and outside of just fucking uh the time at home during the pandemic helped me establish some very strong friendship bonds which actually made it easier for me when i started dating again because i felt complete without a man this allowed me to be more picky instead of doing the panicky oh my god i'm fat black and 50 i better take what i can get uh anywho i'm sorry i went on a mini rant just wanted to say i love cares insights banner and her not knowing yep (laughs) thank you
2: and uh the way i feel about myself now at 44 is not the way I used to feel about myself years ago. And so the confidence that I have in myself now is a real confident. So when I say these things, I mean it like I am too pretty. I am too precious. Now, how you feel about me is irrelevant. This is how I feel about myself. <laughs> and that's more important than how anybody else perceives. Me. Well,
0: you say that, but you also never would have helped me fight. So that you say, oh, I just re- I didn't always feel this way it's not like you were in college and you would have no. helped me if I was getting beat up. You would have no,
2: just, I, I, I didn't say that. I said, the I'm just way saying, I but that's about the, myself. the original thing that started
0: <laughs> this was Karen saying I'm too pretty and oh, precious oh, to that's fight. True. That's true. And I'm saying you're going, yeah, I, I started feeling that. I'm saying she was. she always felt that way. That, that is a 100% true statement. You know who you married. I know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't, there's nothing to be mad about to me. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh t- let's see. Sean says waiting for gym machines is why I do workouts at one AM. In and out. Don't have to worry about waiting for machines usually. Yeah, um I've heard people say this, uh, and I'm not even saying y'all wrong or whatever. I don't think I got it in me uh to be uh at the gym at one in the morning. You know,
2: oh, some people do do that because like, nobody's in there and stuff yeah like, like that, you go to yeah. a
0: 24 hour fitness or something you know I know I'm a night owl but I'm not a leave the house at night night owl
2: uh, like I'm a night are... owl
0: and like oh I'm gonna play this video game
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm you open are... the house night owl Yeah, like, <laughs> you ain't a
0: go outside night owl yeah huh? I ain't a night owl <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that kind of night owl where I'm like yeah nigga I got to do nah it's just alright I'll play this video game and uh, that'll be the fun that I'm having today but, uh, if you think I'm about to motherfucking actually, uh, uh, be outside at one in the morning at the gym, probably not, Mm-mm. you know, probably not. Chad, We better, we better be on the process,
2: on the way of coming home. Child, that's one thing about getting old people go, we doing something start at 10. I was like, bitch, we're not, we're not wrapping it up at 10, but then I ain't going.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. So I can't say that, 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 that's me, um, uh, in any way, but, um, yeah, back to the, uh, to the comments um and also like waiting on the machines not that bad just i just I, I will go i will try to go during off times but it's not waiting on the machine to me wasn't that hard um but this next thing i'm doing it's not even really on the machines that much um mm. she showed me how to do some free weight stuff with some dumbbells and all this shit i know this so. might sound stupid but when they
2: mean free weights like what exactly they mean
0: like a weight that's not attached to a machine
2: okay like dumbbell like some if this is the bar it's a free weight
0: Mm, yeah free bars a free weight okay anything that is not there's no string there's no machine stopping it from falling on your okay it's considered a free weight yeah weights that you have to pick up and put back on the rack that kind of stuff oh
2: so 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 the so little two pound weights that i use at the house two to
0: five those are free weights
2: Ah, i get you now i get you
0: um so you gotta you know gotta be careful with all that uh because yeah you
2: fuck yourself up injure yourself
0: yeah um
2: but uh yeah i like the uh
0: i like what i'm doing is. so far she's teaching
2: me a lot of stuff yeah because one thing about free free will fuck you up that that, that means it ain't attached to nothing <laughs> so you don't know what you're doing it'll come back and be free on your body somewhere
0: Karen, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i could help myself Evie says, don't fall for it, ride. That was a plant. The one thing at my gym I hate is the personal trainers lurking around who approach and try to talk to you like they're just being friendly. And then, boom, they ask you, want to sign up for training? <laughs> as soon as I see them approach, I tell them I'd like to work out in peace and leave me alone. It may be unfriendly, but I'm not falling for that scam.
2: Oh, mm.
0: I didn't even know that was a scam. i trying to get you to sign up for something different. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I did not know that was a thing.
2: But, but they didn't come back and say nothing, did they? Like like they wouldn't they weren't no. trying to push
0: nothing on you. Like would you like to sign up for Orange Theory? No. Nah, that dude was I mean, seemed pretty cool, you know. Uh so I do not I d I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. If it if it's a scam, I mean I was on the lookout for it, but I didn't get scammed and then I think With the personal trainers working at the Y, they probably don't do a lot of soliciting in that way. You either sign up or you don't. Right. And it's also like the white people's ritzy, fancy Y. So I don't know. Uh, Texas will never secede because Republicans won't let that happen. Without electoral votes, there would never be another Republican president again. Plus, they would lose all federal assistance. They they would be a third world country the minute they secede. I hear you. I just think there's some people that don't. Agree with you that live there, and all I'm saying is, you motherfuckers do not want to get your regulated militia fucked up by the United States government. That's all I'm saying. Right? Like they got they got the army too. Y'all ain't got access to them jets. Them jets belong to them. Uh, let's see. Any comments on the YouTube for this one? Four comments. Alicia says, "Ride that man ain't a plant. Some people are just nice, or maybe you his type." winky emoji uh, I wasn't picking up no vibes but also I'm notoriously bad at picking up vibes. <laughs> Roger so can't, yeah.
2: Know. Roger cannot pick up vibes at all like Roger is just like I, I don't know, like I just assume everybody is neutral until
0: otherwise told. Maybe that's why I'm able to have so many platonic friends. That I wouldn't might, know. Yes, they be, could all want to fuck me I'll never know and I'll never care <laughs> Right, cause Roger don't be pick. he literally up be picking
2: up nobody, could, I be the one telling him you know the Verizon lady was hitting on you she was? Yes, Roger would tell, I didn't know.
0: No, no offense to anybody. That's really about my own issues. It's not really about (laughs) that. Not really about y'all at all. Uh, Brock Molden says beautiful. Uh, I don't even know beautiful what it refers to, but thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Douglas says, not sure if you've seen it yet, but Hero Ball on Max has great NBA parodies. I don't know what that is. I have to check that out. Uh, Karen got in her bag around the 58, 12 second mark, pours a drink, says Bridget. Yep, Karen was talking about that voting. Thank you. And you know how she gets all angry, like like she's watching a Hornets game. Okay, it gets <laughs> that, intense. That same passion. It gets intense.
2: <laughs> My emotions are intense, y'all. And truth be told, they calm down a lot.
0: Like old age, calm it down. They used to be strong and harder. I was like, hey, Karen, you got to calm this down. <laughs> she's very much an Aries. I am. Uh, was the man at the gym a plant? Yes. Watch out. No, he was real. 63% think he was real. 37% want me to stay woke. Uh, and it's about the same percentage on Spotify, 40% and 60%. Most people believe he was real. I'm going to choose to believe he was real, everybody. Because yeah, why, why not? I'm going to
2: think he's real until otherwise noted. He's real.
0: Uh, the, the Q&A, you never murder over a man, sis. Never. Never. Chris says the YMCA QAnon is my favorite type of conspiracy. Keisha says never, ever. Clay says never. Number two, Uh, Ghana should go full Killmonger on UK's lazy entitled ass on getting back their jewels. Stephen A. Voice, you get get our royalties. You you getting our royalties, you bitch. Oh, no. (laughs) Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. Lisa says, Karen, I appreciate you so much. You are indeed too pretty and too precious to fight. Even verbal confrontations get my heart pounding so badly, it almost explodes out my chest. Yeah, yes. And the thing is, a lot of people ain't truthful with themselves. Be truthful
2: with yourself. Be truthful with your partner. Let them know up front. Hey, hey, hey. You want the bitches going to fight with you? I'm
0: not who. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say, Karen, if you're getting beat up, you're on your own, okay? That's not Good how that luck. works. What? That's not how that works. Nope. I believe in patriarchy. <laughs> Child, everybody
2: is problematic, and I am too. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to go out there to do shit to get my ass whooped in the first place. So if I'm getting beat up, that was them jumping on me. So you better help.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Miss um, um, Barnes says the reenactment on For My Man is guaranteed to be the driest acting. Yeah, yeah. I love For My Man though. I can't lie; it's my guilty pleasure. It is. It's fun. Dorina said, "Karen, you don't be watching it like me. I'll be watching it." I'll every be, week I, I don't miss an episode
2: i be watching it with you periodically and i enjoy what i watch can i enjoy mm-hmm. what i watch
0: you trying to get in on this knowing that <laughs> you're not you're not in the real you're not in the for my man hive i'm not a for my man hive <laughs> I, I i do like an atl boys uh a true lg atl detectives i think yes yeah um for my man hive stand up y'all know what it is <laughs> um let's see what else we got uh Dorina says regarding the gym, the Peloton strength classes on the app are a great way to structure your workouts. I've been using them for four years and I've gotten strong as fuck. You got this, Rod. Cheering you out. Thank you, Dorina. Um, yeah, I like so. I've been doing the strength training at the Y. I have the Peloton app and the Peloton bike, but I do not use that shit. I don't know. And, and honestly, It's easier for me to get up and go to the gym. I don't know why, but it's been easier for me to get motivation to be like, let me get up, put on my gym clothes, get my bag, go to the gym, and do the fucking thing and check off the list of the thing. I don't know why. maybe because
2: you're leaving here?
0: I don't know. Maybe so many years I went to the YMCA to play basketball. Uh, I don't uh, don't know what it is, but that's what's working for me. Uh, But at some point I might sell my Peloton bike or something or – and cause it's like $50 to have the app every month or whatever. And it's just not getting used and it just doesn't make sense to, to spend all that money to not use it. And the only time that it gets used is when I bring it up like now, yes. Karen will pretend that, Oh yeah, well I'm going to start using it and then she'll use it mm-hmm. one time for five minutes. And then it's back to sitting now. If it's not, if it doesn't bring me joy, it need to go. Okay. <laughs> you need to get the hell out of the house. Use that room for something else. Um, Mrs. Span says, John Oliver did a bit about on this on Last Week Tonight where he talked about British museums and how they justify trying to keep artifacts from different countries, and then a YouTube link that. I'm, I'm not going to watch that whole episode, but thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> go check out John Oliver. His show's still going on HBO. It the is. The White Man Show. Oh, they weren't going to cancel that. It's going. Okay. So y'all go support that brother. Mm-hmm. Uh All right. The he poll great work. <laughs> the poll they they worked right across the hallway from us. Oh, and they still do. <laughs> Unlike game theory, <laughs> uh, episode twenty eight forty eight. Gym plant. The poll was was the man at the gym a plant? Oh wait, I said this already. What what am I doing? What Hold am on. I doing? I think we well, it's time to go to the next episode. That's what oh, I'm doing. Okay. The last episode of the week is stopping Skynet. It's episode twenty eight forty nine. All right. We got six comments. Uh, Nick doll says hardest banter intro music I've ever heard. Todd says for starters, Nick Grant's album Sunday dinner was one of my favorites of 2023 if you haven't already check it out it makes sense to me that nick said this because in part i think he's speaking from a place of experience he's as talented of a rapper that there is but he's not experienced a ton of commercial success the two artists he mentioned marcus clay and ruben vincent have been put on by industry vets over the past couple of years both were on dreamville festival stage last year ruben charlotte native uh is down with knife wonders labeled jamla yeah i think we may have seen No, it wasn't Ruben, but we saw uh, somebody from Dreamville perform it. Luke performed at one of the Hornets games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to the Charlotte boys representing. Uh, He's gotten some really good looks over the past year or so, but I think it's really tough for lyricists to get on in the way that Nick Grant is envisioning because I don't think there's a mainstream appetite for those artists. Take Jib, for instance. He's as talented as a lyricist as there is right now. Also a Dreamville artist. He has an incredible solo catalog and his work with Spillage Village is great, but he hasn't gotten the traction that I believe he's due. It's really not a reflection of the OGs embracing these young artists as much as it's a reflection of the broader consumer base. I think artists like Currency and Tech9 are perfect examples of what success can look like for lyricists these days. Build a following, keep them fed with music, show up in their towns to perform, rinse and repeat.
2: Yeah, uh, for a lot of artists particularly with the internet which is a good thing and people being able to put their stuff directly to their fans and build a fan base, a lot of artists make money from like their personal tours and selling products and things like that. And I think, you know, it, people underestimate the the thing of super serving your audience. Uh, because super subtle for your audience matters and, and they'll be loyal and dedicated and they'll tell other people, which possibly they'll be loyal and dedicated and it grows from there. Um, the thing is a lot of times, and Roger said does not believe this a lot of times, by the time anybody recognizes you or come to, to see you, a lot of times you don't need their help. And so that's what happens. A lot of times these people take years, sometimes decades to build their audience up. And then when they hit the scene, all of a sudden for the vast majority of people, some black people, but majority America is they brand new. They, you know, we've just not seen them. Why haven't we known about them? But they literally have been on the ground for decades. But prior to that point, because they don't quote unquote find these stars, like particularly if you get somebody that's well polished, has good straight print, they come on and they just hit the ground running. A lot of times they've been doing that shit forever, way before anybody quote unquote knew their name.
0: Yeah, I think the other part is. Um... You don't necessarily like what what does success look like for you is the main question because for a lot of these artists it's like oh success is um the most money success is the most attention success is kendrick j cole whatever and it's hard for me to say that lyricists aren't mainstream and there's no appetite for them when kendrick j cole to me are lyricists and they're they they sell they get awards and they're uh famous and rich like so i don't know i don't know that i would say it as simple as just like yeah you know um uh, people don't have an appetite for it that being said people don't have an appetite for all kinds of stuff right like there's a lot of rappers who are not going to um make it or be mainstream or crossover like that just simply by the nature that they're just not um, those type of acts and they're and they don't and they not lyricists and they're not like they have all the stuff on paper it just ain't working um, there's kind of no rhyme or reason for it you mm-hmm. know uh, there's a lot of women in hip hop now there used to be a time where we were like there can only be one woman don't nobody want to hear from women that turned out to be wrong and over time we got a lot of women that of all different stripes that people have an appetite for, all different skill levels, all types of different, uh, you know, um, styles and and subject matter. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like uh, Mm. sometimes lyricists break through, sometimes they don't. The main issue in hip-hop, I think, for rappers like that, is how much money it costs to be, like, to get, like, production, to get, you know, radio play. That stuff probably hinders the lyricist's backpack tight rappers more now than it did even back in the day
2: yeah because the gatekeepers matter because <clears throat> before you like now it's so many different avenues and so many different places and so people are scattered everywhere when it comes to consumption of music we don't have like one two three you know four five different yeah. locations but these are the spots
0: yeah there's no radio isn't what radio used to be correct uh mtv doesn't play music videos they're like There's no, like, there's very, there's tentpole moments where, like, a Nicki Minaj or, I am not Nicki Minaj, where a Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion drop WAP. And it doesn't matter that that's being, that's on YouTube. We understand this is a tentpole moment. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot less of those now because you just don't have one person saying, uh, one station, one being like, this is the hip hop you should listen to. Right. Um. But, uh, and also, I agree with you that success could look like currency and people like that. But, uh, once again, like I said, I don't know that that's a function of them being lyricists as much as that's a function of them being independent artists, which you could be a non-lyricist and do what they do if you choose to do it
2: right and like you said what does success look like because you know everybody assuming like you say success is like these big people touring all over the country and things like that but you can be an independent artist and tour out of the country maybe the budget might not be as big you might not be able to do the same things but you can do the same things and in their mind they might be successful other people might be looking
0: like you're not successful but like you say who determines that for them right um but, uh, yeah, good luck to to those artists and stuff. I'm going to check them out. I'll add them to my list because uh, cause of y'all talking about them. Um, and uh, we'll check them out. Uh, let's see. Uh, the next comment is from Ann who says, Just realized that as a mixed-race person, my ancestors were DEI supporters. That is all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's what they called them back then. I think
4: mm-hmm. they called
0: them the N-word lovers. Gina says they call them naysayers. uh, Gina says it's great. Uber Eats is taking Snap, Instacart, DoorDash takes some benefits payments as well. A lot of disabled people I know, me included. Use food delivery services as transportation can be expensive and difficult to get. Folks on benefits deserve to be able to use these services, too. Right. Lunch dealing has gotten people fired. It can be a morale killer, too. I know I was living when I returned from leave for work and discovered someone had taken all my public's honey. You know how expensive honey is? And it was the green wise kind, too. Honey is high, honey. I love honey, but it's high. Now I keep it in my desk along with my lunch most days. Yeah, we shouldn't have killed all them bees. Eve e says, I can't believe Nikki is still going about Megan a whole week later. She's, I can believe it. Honestly, of all things, that is the one, that is the most believable thing that has thinged uh, lately, is Nikki. <laughs> we all knew. Powder uh, keg. She's so desperate for Megan not to reach number one on the charts. She's literally asking her barbs to stream Ben Shapiro's rap song. Uh, She had absolutely no chill at this point. Her stands are as unhinged, doxing people, even revealing the address of Megan's mother's grave. Even though I don't think Megan should respond to this level of crazy, if it was me, I would have run up on Nikki like Cardi did. Nikki is clearly someone who has never had her ass whooped in the shows. Um, I've had my lunch stolen from work before over 20 years ago, and I'm still pissed off, so I understand that man's anger. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't know about rolling up on nikki uh as i know the internet is like ha 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 her husband but from my understanding buddy is affiliated and not really the one to fuck with um you know i know they tried to run up on offset like i think that has as much to do with people just being trying to stay the fuck out of it as anything else is Mm -hmm. you know who knows what this dude is capable of right uh appia says far-right governments are obviously terrible for lgbt plus people but this italian father did it on his own he started abusing his son when he was 14 he is now 18 so four years ago there was another government in italy i think that the article throw in the government at the end was misleading and at least the laws are still like that that the parents will be were punished i'm sure there are other cases where it had an impact but not here Mm. here's what i will say about that appia okay um one i don't think it's misleading and here's why because far-right governments don't come out of nowhere so the sentiment that brought that far-right government to power definitely started more than four years ago yes um and while that they may not have been winning the office of whatever offices they ended up winning in the election the voters were still there. The sentiment was still there. If it was 49% to 51%, that's still a lot of people who are affected by that rhetoric, uh, led that way. We have uh, people here who are, you know, far right Christians that have fought literally for decades to get abortion overturned. That fight didn't start. Like we don't start counting the number for like, Oh, well they did win with Donald Trump and, that then then they got it overturned four years later that's not how that works it's like they've been trying to do that since 1960 so there are people who vote that way who subscribe to that who feel who who have experienced and lived in that silo of hate who are like doing stuff to people the whole time and so i don't i don't feel like the article is saying like the government made them do this as much as it was saying it's related to the fact that people like this uh felt emboldened and empowered and especially when it's like the majority or a lot of that abuse seemed to happen um even when um uh, as it it even as that kid got older you know what i mean because like the, the the abuse seemed not to be like a moment where it was like, oh, that happened, and then, uh, and then, you know, that was unrelated, and then it stopped. You know, so I don't know. I think, I think the shit is related in that people and governments aren't as neat and and finite as like to yesterday. It wasn't bigoted. Then the election happened, and today it's bigoted. So that's what I think. Uh, the poll. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Comments on the YouTube. Great episode. Thank you. Says Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Oh my God! I listened on Spotify. That Nuga shirt is Dracaris. Thank you for continuing to put out a great content. Thank you, Doug. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, I think the, the the shirt is fire. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> the cute, the poll was: Have you ever had your lunch stolen at work?
2: Have I? Have you? I don't remember. I don't think. I think I may have. Yes. You think you may have?
0: Yes. Huh? And just don't remember. I'm to seem realize. like the kind of thing you would remember, especially if motherfuckers killing each other over it. If-
2: oh, uh, it, it, but I just, it wasn't my lunch, but I, but I was thinking like somebody may have like took something out and I was like, okay, this is the problem. So, and, and, and not really took something like I may have had like milk or something in there. Like they drank that kind of separate from my lunch, you know what I mean? Mm. So I, you know, I think people have drunk that and I just pulled a whole thing out. Fuck that.
0: Uh, I've never had my lunch stolen. And, uh, so I don't know the, The hot rage that fills a person to make them kill an employee two days later, but I hear you. Uh, Yes, 28% of y'all have had it stolen on our website, 68% not. 4% said, I'm the lunch stealer. Oh, no! Don't stop stealing people lunches, y'all! On Spotify, 33% have had their lunch stolen, 65% have not, and 2% say they're the lunch stealer. So y'all some of y'all be still in lunches. That's wild.
2: Don't be doing that at half the time. But you ask people, people be like, you can have it.
0: Even knowing that people have been mur- justifying murder, y'all are like, I'm still in lunches.
2: Right. <laughs> I'm still still in lunch. I'll take the chance.
0: Yeah. Right. The five-finger discount, apparently. Y'all won't even eat after other people at the potluck. The reason I'm not eating nobody lunches is because I don't trust the control group. They that could be a sandwich made with cat hairs, and y'all yes. just cool with it. Yes, y'all just
2: y'all just going in somebody's box. Okay, right. You're grabbing milk, might be breast milk.
0: You don't know. That's gonna be how you get hand, foot, and mouth disease.
2: Shit, yeah, that that's is what somebody how you get else it. lunch.
0: <laughs> I would rub my hand, foot, and mouth all over my lunch. Be like, go ahead, then, bitch. <laughs> we are gonna find out in a few days. Yes, we will. Uh, head, foot, and mouth disease is back. Is the Q and A. Enrique says, agreed, I'm a school teacher around kids all the time. Michelle says, I caught this from my baby years ago, the worst sore throat ever, plus a painful rash on my fingers and toes. Then what? I found that it can also cause rare, possibly fatal complications. Awful. Oh, no. Jeff says, she, white people, news, LOL, Jeff in Japan. Alomni says, I miss the days of AIDS, gonorrhea, UTIs, and teenage pregnancies. I want to go be a hoe so bad. Uh, well you know what you can always be a hoe no one can stop you nope nobody stops. James said use protection <laughs> when I did, uh, the uh the whole economy never dies and never lost yeah use protection James says when someone says I don't see color to me, i say i it's saying I only see whiteness uh and then rainbow greater than eng- uh egg emoji or white emoji, I think so maybe the colors are better than white. I don't know. And Issa ain't line number two. uh, His toy says, it's so common amongst the babies, especially at daycares. Yeah, mm. uh, then they even
2: wonder about it. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. You have to get on them. You got to Wash the hands. Wash your hands. Like I ain't trying to get no foot and mouth disease
0: because you won't touch everything. Carrie said, man, don't get me started on all these diseases making a comeback because palm-colored people are afraid to take shots, but will take but will take all the oppoy. I don't know. You know what? Let me chill. They're afraid to take shots but we'll take oh opioids oh 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 i guess i should have let you chill damn my bad you- <laughs> shots fired ah! damn thanks noob noob shots fired <laughs> yeah i didn't even I
2: the black a- guy
5: who tips assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast the information contained on this podcast is provided on an as is basis with no guarantees of completeness accuracy or timeliness this podcast contains adult language such as fuck shit damn motherfucker bitch pussy dick or asshole if you are easily offended please feel free to get a life also don't write the show about some shit you thought we said and never forget karen b knowing and rod was right enjoy the show
0: (laughs) we gotta put it as an intro one day (laughs) uh but yeah that's uh that's wild all right let's get into another segment uh but that's all the comments and stuff um I did uh remember to do it so for the gram for the gram for
1: the gram for the gram for the
0: gram for the gram doing it for the gram today I asked everybody tell us some good news that happened to you recently
4: oh
0: uh Bridget says my kid got into the national beta club Come on, beta club. I don't even know what that is, but let's go. So you raising one of these beta cucks out here? Okay, I'm, my kid is in the alpha club because he's a lone wolf <laughs> that leads the pack. <laughs> All right? And he knows how to get females or something <laughs> to that nature. I'll be one of them lost hunters. I'm showing sure up. We going to the beta
2: club. What they do? I don't know. They dance, so I'm I'm showing up.
0: <laughs> Ms. Barnes says, I got the last for my yearly physical and the hard work and mindful eating. The workouts paid off. Hey, congrats. That's mm-hmm. hard to do. Uh, my parents are both in good health, says Nacho. Picked our wedding venue. Okay, Ariel. Come on, wedding venue. Uh, Esorar, who we met at, at Publix, says, I was picking up my prescription and ran to the best duo since ketchup and mustard. I met Rod and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, sweet. Tiv, T.J. says, uh, finally found my peace. Okay, congrats. Hold on to that. That's priceless, baby. My my uncle, Carlo, says, can't begin to count them, nephew uh dj java says first year in a while i was booked to dj every week in january normally january is a very slow month for djs but once i was uh fine uh but for once i was fine chief steve says nice hey i always wanted to ask you if you've seen people just do nothing love that show so much and dj said Jaffa says yeah i've seen it funny shit uh hell holly says the family i work for as a nanny just told me they're pregnant in addition to seven-year-old twins and two-year-old i'll have another baby to love and care for oh and more money ask for a raise girl i don't know how it works but i just I, assume I, yeah
2: you're gonna be gonna get a raise i just
0: assume that nannies be happy because they be like oh you having another baby oh 200 more a week uh flicks chicks g says uh, after asking my coworker about her taxes i finally found out three tax years later that i shouldn't be paying my nj taxes while living in nc but working for a jersey company so my process will be much easier going forward excited you gonna mm-hmm. get your money back though
2: yeah i would i would request it
0: uh someone said glad you're not getting caught up for tax evasion and flicks chief g says there's still time oh no that's hilarious white label america says i started a youtube channel to talk about african soccer and it's been a fun time doing it at my pace a few years ago i was scared to show my face on camera hey congrats that's big Mm -hmm. you know i think especially for me for me as a person that grew up uh, messing around on message boards and everything was anonymous. Right. And just how mean and rude and nasty people can be. Mm-hmm. Me being on camera was a big thing for me. Me using my government name. Me being on stage. Me having mm-hmm. social media. I didn't use my government it's a big for a thing. long time, child. That's why. Uh, shout
2: out for the people who used to know my name, Y00227, child. I was like, y'all,
0: <laughs> And I still shout them out to this day, even though uh, I don't even know if these people still listen. And it's not. They may. It's just... But shout out to Lipstick Alley cuz they taught me about how I needed to be able to be like in a, to a, to a certain extent, man, fuck that. Like people going to just say what they unsay, people going to be mean. Agreed. People are going to, you know, assume shit about you and not everybody has to like you. You're doing something in public and it's their right to be like, you know, fuck this person, fuck what they do, fuck that. Yes, sir. Fuck how they look. They mm-hmm. should be dressing up, they should And um they exist and they live their lives and they do whatever they do. But um, it really kind of made me snap up and be like, well, why not me? Fuck it. Because if that's the worst people thing people got for me is they going to judge the way I look or, or talk or whatever the fuck, th- then okay. They're not stopping nothing. Still successful. People still listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, still making moves out here. People still want to be down. Um, you know, I get fed by talking you know cool uh undeniable vixen says i applied and received two grants for my non beer industry podcast congrats come on not one but two okay you love to see it uh lola always get says i got a donation that enabled me to buy a shower chair okay shower chair. On, shower chair
2: sounds, that's a thing
0: sounds sounds fancy sounds nice uh why don't all showers come with chairs you know I that too. sometimes you feel like sitting down uh lay love says my manager rated me higher than i did on my self-assessment so i'm rubbing my hand for that raise like bird man I also hit my quarterly bonus oh let's go okay and bonus. let me just add lay love let me just add rate yourself higher next year yes don't be your own that's the one time don't be your harshest credit when they be like do a self-evaluation be your, your biggest cheerleader and be like i'm perfect i need all the money shoe Shubay says, "I've been offered a promotion. Congrats! I hope, yes. hope you want it." Uh, Karina says, "I got hired full time. Come on, full time!" Boke says, "I got the promotion I finally needed to justify the lifestyle I'm living. St- stay slaving, you <laughs> slaying and living. <laughs> Come on, okay, we love to see it. Shout out to slaving." Um, Lay Love says, "I had some unclaimed money in my home state yesterday, and they're cutting the check." i've had that happen let's go aj says been working on doing a handstand and got a compliment on it from someone in the gym oh let's go the gym could be a positive environment Mm -hmm. you know a lot bolder than me the legend of mrs rager says went to the doctor i'm no longer pre-diabetic hey congrats that's huge that's huge yes uh jl covan chimed in what? My mom got a clean bill of health two years after her second cancer surgery. All
2: oh, right now. Let's go, JL. Let's go,
0: Miss Covan. We love to yes. see you. Yes! Uh 2D Tar says that's fantastic. This is wonderful news. Okay, so everybody's telling him how great the new Okay, get Mm. off his dick. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny? I would I immediately got jealous. Like Nigga, you on my page. You on my page. (laughs) Taking all the likes. Y'all better watch out. JL gonna rain on y'all parade. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if he shows up to her cancer treatment and starts raining on her parade. I hope not. Don't do that, JL. Don't do that. He's like, but well, isn't cancer kind of good though? And then she, she's like, get the fuck out. Uh <laughs> tar says, got, got, got a refund from the hospital after having to prepay for my surgery before they process my insurance. Called as soon as those totals didn't match, and they sent me my check. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot. We talked about this on the pregame. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, they'll take your insurance card before they even fucking deal with, you know, do anything. Then they're like, we'll bill you later then they send you a bill without running the insurance and it's like motherfucker what and so you gotta they're like call us which you know these millennials ain't doing but they like call us to to talk to them so i pick up the phone to call the motherfuckers and then they like uh what do do you have insurance i'm like yeah and they like is it with so-and-so yes is the number this yes okay we'll file it don't pay that bill we'll send you a new bill later nigga what What are you doing? You could have been did this. You wasted uh, however much time Mm
2: -hmm. printing out that first invoice. Right. And on top of that, it's an increased chance you're going to get cussed
0: out because somebody gonna be like, bitch, I got insurance. I'm not paying this motherfucking bill. What is this? Christoph says, my job has been underpaying me hourly for the last week and rectified it this week. Ooh. Good for you. Yes. Glad you got it. It's better to get it than not catch it. Ain't that the truth. Celebrated my doll's fifth birthday this week, says Eve. Oh black women stitch says one of my i'm a sewist reels hit one million views okay Come
5: on, one million okay hey! one million views
0: okay listen i've been calling people coon all month and i ain't never got close to that so i respect it a million views is a million views mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna be the sewing matt rife out here <laughs> uh what who that rose says i became a great aunt congrats oh Imani ubiquitously Imani ubiquitously says me and my hubs are getting a go, getting to go on a romantic weekend for my birthday. Aww. Oh, that's sweet. I got a teaching award says Dr. T Cropper. Uh congrats. Uh K Soa says I started uh, doing photography about a year ago as a hobby. I've been taking pictures of my wife and my friends and local models I've met at events and made friends with to practice and develop my skills and style and learn how to use my gear. I started posting my work on here and on another page I have, and recently people have started randomly offering to pay me to do pictures for them. That was never really the goal for me when I got started. I was just doing this for fun, but I guess that is just a sign I'm getting good at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should take them up on that offer. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: In the age of everybody having a smartphone and shit like that, people people underestimate the value of real photographer and Mm -hmm. photography. Like I appreciate them people because all jokes aside, no matter how "quote unquote" smart and good your smartphone gets, no matter what it is, they can't beat some of these three thousand dollar cameras that be doing all this fancy shit. Like it just your phone cannot do certain things. It just can't. And so you know I see nothing wrong with why people have photographers at their weddings and events and things like that. Cause like, Hey bitch, I want a professional picture. I don't want a random picture with somebody standing in the background, blurring all that shit. I want somebody to be like, no, I got the best possible shot for you.
0: Uh, let's see who else we got. Kimby B Musen says, after having been laid off since October, I finally landed a new job. Oh, let's go. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Um, our girl, Prof Corey says, Uh, I'm supposed to travel on Tuesday to get a, give a lecture, but I have lost my voice. The good news is I got care from urgent care, good care from urgent care. So I have prescriptions and a chance of being okay. By the time I should be on the plane, following instructions and praying. Well, good luck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's important to take care of yourself either way. Yes, it is. The Ron says my wife got a promotion at work. So we're celebrating every night. Leslie says, my partners and I are engaged. Congratulations to you and your partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spooky, Spooky CLT says, left work and started the weekend. You know what? That's some good news too. That's always some good news. Uh, Tara, Tia, Tara T says, I lost Terry T. says, I lost vision in my left eye and was a message you can imagine. I had an orientation at Lighthouse for the blind and visually impaired in San Francisco. Later that day, they called because they had a last-minute cancellation for an immersive program. I lived there. There's a That start, started in a week. I was like, I just met you people. Then my inner voice said, this is exactly what you need. I started the week with other clueless strangers with vision loss and ended with new friends crying ugly tears of joy. This podcast and Timbers have got me through a lot of dark times. Literally, much love. Oh, that's sweet. Congratulations on the new friends and uh, the program, Mm -hmm. and I hope it's helpful Mm -hmm. um, to you. Uh, I love Sean's, wait, loves Sean the love Sean to see says I was able to listen to you on the Karen Hunter show today. Oh, well, you know what? If that's some good news, I love to be, I love to be part of the good news. Yeah.
2: Shout out to Karen Hunter and her fans. We, we, uh, some of them have been crossing over. I think one of them was like a new listener on the premiums, Biles Deep. So shout out to you. Cause they was asking questions and I, we love our audience. Our audience was like, Hey, yeah, this is what they doing. Like they explained it to them and everything. So shout out to Karen Hunter. Great fans.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always have a good time on now on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And this one was tough because they recently lost like the patriarch of their uh, of the series urban uh, uh, urban um, radio, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Madison. He just recently passed, and it was like the first show a lot of people were doing after the news hit. And so you know it's hard to be funny after talking about something like that, and at the same time. You know, uh, Karen Hunter and, um, you know, the other host of the, on that network have to do, you know, their part to like, you know, talk about this moment. Cause there's an audience that all going through it together, right? Everybody lost somebody and, uh, it was beautiful to see her do that work. And then, you know, two, three hours later we were, we were making jokes and having fun. So, um, shout out to that entire space. It's such a, a dope space. She's created over there. It is. PJ says I moved into a better apartment. Oh come on! Okay, we're moving on up, and that's that kind of that's that kind of thing that's always stressing you. Move moves are a huge stressor in people's lives. Yes, but also just living in a place until you can move to a different place, like that's it'll do wonders for your life. Just being in a better place.
2: Yes, it will.
0: Slang of Ages podcast says my husband started a new job while I'm 60 days from retirement. Okay, come on through. Put them to work. Almost you go to have a house retirement. to yourself?
4: Yeah, oh,
0: unless they work from home. But anyway, Landorf says my apartment building had a big flood recently, and my unit had to put, have a hole cut in the wall to let in air, let it let air out, and prevent mold. But today it's getting patched up and fixed, so my home can go back to normal, and I can put the whole thing behind me.
2: Yep. Ooh, yes i'm glad for you That sounds like a whole or,
0: ordeal that'll make you appreciation shit. Mm-hmm. and case 94f says i got a better paying job right after getting a bonus from the old job hashtag black capitalist come on come, come on through that's what you do uh uh the average
2: person the, the young people don't do like us old folks young people too between two to five years they own to other jobs like they don't be hanging around for long periods of time they like nope because uh, they know uh, the new hires get paid more than the people's gonna be there and they was like look child, I got time for this 25 cent raise so they consistently get new jobs to get more pay I don't blame you
0: yep so congratulations to all of y'all thank you for participating and uh, doing it for the gram for the gram for the, for the gram for the, for the gram, for the, for the gram for the, for the grand, for the grand, for the grand, for the All right, we got a couple of voicemails, I believe. Uh, for some reason, Spotify changed the way they, they do the voicemails, but I think these are still voicemails. It it's Skype. Skype. Okay. Yeah, I made no a problem. mistake. I meant Skype, guys. Spotify doesn't let us do voicemails. My mistake. Hey, y'all. Good morning. I hope
6: this take the same time for the feedback um, show. But I'm so embarrassed. I was listening to Luke record Curvy episode and I was picking up an order from Six a for breakfast. And usually when I'm listening to a podcast I pause it before the, uh, the server, the they come to the car and give me my food. But they kind of popped up on me randomly because I was also uh, looking for something in my little unrest thingy, and then they just popped up on me. And I didn't pause the podcast, and right when I was rolling my window down, you, Rod, you said, and this nigga likes incest. I was like, oh, and I was like, ah! <laughs> I, was looking, I looked at him, I was like, they, they're talking about a senator, not the podcasters I listen to. They don't like incest. It's a <laughs> senator. They're talking about a senator. He's like, okay. <laughs> He's like, you, the like, Thank you, Oh, uh, oh. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna go back and finish listening.
0: Y'all have a great
6: one.
0: <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, listen to our podcast around people that don't know what the show is about is a risky proposition because a lot of the comedy on our show is. Um, things that would sound inappropriate out of context. Correct. But I think in context is fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. I am I don't mind. But out of context, I could see somebody just hearing like the answers from like guest to race and be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> the hell you listening to? Yeah. Like you, know, you absolutely, we cannot allow this to happen. <laughs> um, Okay. This one, I'm not sure if it's a voicemail. It says for Monday, like I said, Skype is doing something weird. Uh, let's see, uh, what these are, and I don't know that person.
5: Hey, it's Toy from, well, technically from Charlotte, but I live okay. in that Atlanta now. So, I was calling, and I'm sorry I'm a week behind, <laughs> I was calling because, um, I caught the episode you all, um, came out with last Wednesday, and you were talking about the lady that was appointed to the school board that's a fucking quack, and... You know, like, how are people like this even appointed or voted in, that type of thing. So um, I currently live in Paulding County, Georgia, and I'm hoping to run for school board at some point, if we're still here. Like, my husband is looking for work in other areas. So anyway, um, so when I went to look at who is in the position for, like, my part of the county, it's this mediocre white man that works at a funeral home. I mean, I wanna say he may have children that go to like, you know, Paul County schools or whatever, so maybe like that's his stake in it. But he doesn't have a background in education, has never like worked in schools, has never worked with children, like he just works at a mortuary. And you know, here I am, I'm I'm currently getting my masters in public administration. Um, I used to teach. I'm in social work now. I work with high-risk youth and families. Like, to be completely honest, I'm overqualified (laughs) to be on the school board in this county. And when I looked it up further, he actually ran unopposed. Mm -hmm. Like, no one else wanted to run. He was just pretty much automatically given the seat. And these are the people running the schools. Like, (laughs) these people just sign up and they just get in. She left one more. Hey, it's Toy again. Sorry, I got cut off. Um, this is going to be my last one, I promise. So, it's just, I just, I'm saying all of this to say that it's very important that we're in the know with local elections and what's going on locally because it's so easy for these crazy Republican, crazy TikTokers, you know, whatever to get into these positions because no one's paying attention anyway. And I'm hoping that this is a call for a lot of us to get involved in our local politics. Um, Cause it's not fair to our local communities, our schools, especially that the people that are in charge of making decisions have no background, no education, no experience whatsoever. And I mean, it's literally the reason why, you know, education-wise, the United States is behind so many other countries. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we appointing and allowing just any and everybody to make decisions about the schools, but in order to become an actual teacher, you, like, damn near need a master. Right. And they still don't even pay for that. Like, it's just, I don't know, it just sounds really crazy that the teachers have like masters. I know some teachers that have like doctorates and PhDs, Mm -hmm. but the people that are like making decisions about the schools barely have high school diplomas. Like it's just really shocking. Um, So yeah, I'm just glad that you all spoke about it. I'm hoping to be able to be involved with decision-making in school soon. So look out for me. Bye.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. And now I, toy is cool I, I interviewed her on medium top 45 she decided to bloom um and uh yeah i know she would be a great person to, to work in those spaces and get on the school board and stuff um just because it's it's so we need it and it's not something that we can look past and just hope works out right uh oh we got another one this seems to be from jen hopefully skype got it right
3: hey rod and karen it's jen i'm listening to the episodes from the week and um this actually might have been last week honestly but i'm still cackling over um the stanley cup (laughs) karen um talking about hockey i was dying that was so funny um because you know i i've heard i've heard the drama and i think we all have now but um I definitely my mind does not initially go to sports so that cracked me up but i will say that my only new year's resolution this year is to become a sports girly and it's funny because i was going to start with some games over here in la and i had all these big plans to get like nosebleeds to um see the lakers play the hornets on february 5th turns out that game is in north carolina (laughs) (laughs) um but i was trying to uh, support like a team i might actually care about and since i'm from north carolina i was like that could be fun my friends are like girl this game is not here so we might be going to something at the end of the year apparently the wizards are trash because their their games are like 50 bucks so i think we might go to that get some nosebleeds and try and move down so i'll let you know how my sports journey goes but yeah i was i've been enjoying the episodes this week um, I loved your episode with Brandon Collins, shout out. Um, I really, really, really loved Origin. I, loved it. I love Ava and I want to support her in anything she does. Um, but I didn't, well, I'll say this, y'all were talking about how it was too long and, and this and that, but I, <laughs> I didn't think that. But then I realized that my friend had a screener and um, it was a DVD and I had a DVD player so I had to bring it over there and we had to split it between like, I think I was going home for Christmas and so I think we we split it like I watched like the first half like 2 weeks before I watched the second half mm-hmm. so that might be why I didn't think it was that long but I right. really really loved it you know I love me some John Berntson <laughs> 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 She called back. I knew I was going to get cut off. Um, I was talking about my white King John Bay. <laughs> um, yeah, I really loved origin. I really loved the, um, the ending song. And I ended up watching a couple of interviews after I saw the movie. And that songwriter is like an indigenous Maori songwriter from New Zealand. Um, so it was just cool to see how it, her intention are intentions are threaded throughout the movie and the process. Um, yeah, and they were talking about how the budget was really small for that, and I just was, like, amazed at what she was able to do, because it just seemed really incredibly done to me. Um, honestly, your conversation made me want to watch it again, um, but I will say, I feel like I'm the target demo, like, mid-30s black woman, but I didn't really see it promoted until late, so that might have been part of why it didn't get as much buzz. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I also was thinking about your your conversation about Mostef's comments on Drake, and I'll say, like, I'm more, once again, the target demo for Drake. <laughs> so I know more of his stuff and also most stuff hasn't released music in a while. But honestly, his comments just made me think, like, as a creative, you just have to keep going because if people are out here hating on Drake and he's selling so well and, like, people will hate on Beyonce, they'll hate on Taylor, they'll hate, whatever, like, you, it's just a good reminder to be, like, you could be the top of the top. And if you let comments bother you, like, it won't really matter if you don't have confidence in yourself. So that's kind of what that whole conversation just made me think of. It's like, you really have to just be very confident in yourself because Drake is doing well. And, like, none of these things should bother him. And and they they do. I mean, he ain't bothering him as much as they bother Nikki. (laughs) But they're still bothering him, you know. Um, Your girl Nikki is out of control. But, yeah. And when when people like Cat Williams go off, it's like, child, you just got to... You got to do what you got to do. Also, did y'all see that they had an SNL skit about Cat? Like that thing yeah. got some track <laughs> traction. <That was> <laughs> like this interview is everywhere. Good for Shannon. <laughs> and
0: that was like a couple weeks after, after. they did that sketch. It was mm-hmm. funny as hell too. Um, shout out to Punky who did the uh, Cat Williams impression. That was, was that was great. Um, but yeah, no, nah, like I said, I liked Origin. I I get why I didn't. I understand why it's a divisive movie because I think it's such a bold choice the way she told that story and the way that she she translated a nonfiction almost textbook a thesis into a narrative piece and that is going to um, always challenge some some preexisting norms mm-hmm. um, and the, and it's and it's heavy material and it is long and I don't want to. Uh, downplay that because there's some people listening to the sound of my voice that are like oh yeah I could be I want to check this out to support Ava and it's like did you watch when they see us because a lot of people didn't even watch when they see us because it was too challenging to them this is more of that this is the work Ava does sometimes and it's the work I appreciate because I think it's the most difficult work to do but I know some people don't really have that appreciation for it Mm All right, we got one last voicemail from Blue Wave Rider hey Ralph
1: and Caitlin Uh, this your boy the blue wave writer I was listening to one of your feedback episodes I can't remember which one it is right off but um, you were talking about DEI hires and how planes was catching fire because uh, (laughs) because DEI people worked on them and I was thinking that I had been listening a couple of years ago. I listened to a book by Egoma Aluo. and this book is called "Mediocre: The Dangerous Legacy of White Male America." Mm-hmm. And I would recommend that to your listening audience. It's um, it's a very good book. It it, it shows. The other side of the spectrum, you know, everybody's running around assuming that if you got a job because you was black or a woman or a person of color, you were somehow less than qualified. Check out Mediocre, the dangerous legacy of white male America. Uh, The author's name is spelled I-J-E-O-M-A-O-L-U-O. She used to be on Twitter. I think the uh, MAGA crowd ran her up off of there. And she also wrote the book, so you want to talk about race? So, uh, you know, I would recommend that for your listening audience or any my anybody who might classify themselves as a woke white. And um, you have a good day. Bye.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, baby. Yeah, E.G. Almost. I know her from going. Vi- I know. I don't know her. I know of her from going viral when she talked about. Uh, Going to Cracker Barrel and feeling like it was racist up in there, and uh whoa, the whites did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> they did not find that amusing at all. Listen, if you yeah, got in any Cracker Barrel, if you exist in any level of space cl- tied to like academia, oh my god, they be trying to catch you on the reverse racism so bad. I'm like, man, it's a common thing that black people say all the time. It's not yes, even that controversial. I got that
2: rocking chairs and shit up in Cracker Barrel.
0: Anyway, email time, and then we can get out of here. time um <clears throat> the first one is from Christoph, who says that asian white and dei man walk into a bar joke took me all the way out ah, thank you random question do y'all plan on doing recaps of the new rick and michonne the walking dead episodes thanks to y'all are the best Christoph. i i don't plan on it no but i i probably will watch it but i just don't i don't want to turn the walking dead into any more work if i can if i can uh if I can help it, just because it's a lot. It's, it becomes it has a lot so of work to do those and recaps. And so many spinoffs. And I know um Game of Thrones is coming back this year. So we're already dedicated to doing however many uh recaps of that show mm-hmm. they're going to have. So throwing in motherfucking uh, some other shit is just too much. <clears throat> uh Kristen says, hey Rod and Karen. I missed the feedback show, but I wanted to comment on your election coverage in episode 2845. My wife and I have been talking about this upcoming election a lot because of how important it is and what it means for us and our family. We are resolute in the same way you both are. That Biden and the Democrats are the answer if we want any form of progress. And it is frustrating to see the first time voters dismiss all the things Biden Harris administration has done in the last four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And they're trying... Like they're in South Carolina campaigning and stuff, and they're doing a. I think they're doing a good job of reminding and 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 just making people aware of the promises that they made and that were kept. And if those that anything that was not able to be done, why it wasn't able to be done? Why um, the Daily had a great episode about this yesterday. Um, the problem is the negativity, the pessimism, and just the the we got our own sets of facts of the internet is just so strong. And it's why I'm just ignoring social media. If if social media is why we lose, then we lose. I don't know what to say, but it's not a place that's healthy where you can like inject facts into something and it changes. People just are obsessed with certain narratives and it really won't fucking matter what you say. Mm Mm-mm. I'm 35, my wife is 37, we have two kids, 21 and 16. We're all we're all on TikTok and we work hard to make sure our girls have a good understanding of the political spectrum, cause and effect and historical significance. The scariest part that increases my wife's anxiety is the number of popular creators who are actively targeting a young, uninformed generation with false information. That's what I was just saying. Mm-hmm. I remember a few months ago you all talked about No Child Left Behind and the lasting impact that had. As a geriatric millennial, we are some of the last ones not impacted by that major educational change. As a result, so many of these younger voters have no actual understanding or knowledge of civics or how the government truly works. Right. Yeah. Karen was talking about this because of this. They have a lot of wild expectations of what the president can and can't do.
2: Yes, he's not a
0: king! They don't understand that it. it doesn't make sense. And a very very low understanding of how everything we are dealing with now is based on long-term consequences of colonialism and white supremacy. Mm-hmm. They also expect for the DNC to just give us new and better options, minimizing the reality that if we want more liberal options we must push candidates year-round for multiple years in order to get them recognized and in place for the election cycles. Right. They continuously follow for those outliers like jill stein marianne williamson and those other two women running for president and vp who i can't remember uh who do absolutely no groundwork in the off-cycle election years no, it no. is extremely frustrating and then after encouraging everyone not to vote because of a single issue palestine they will be the ones complaining the loudest loudest if we get a trump dictatorship yes meanwhile we did the right thing voted consistently emphasized the importance of voting in every election to our children and advocated for democracy but we'll have to be the ones genuinely taking steps to potentially have to leave the country if the future as a lesbian interracial couple living in georgia yeah and and here's the thing i keep thinking about too part of this is also about how much we validated the feelings of the children and i don't mean that as a we shouldn't have done that thing i just mean like every generation overcorrects for what they didn't get so gen x we were very much like left to our own devices we were latchkey kids this is before the paranoia and craze of the internet and like oh you're gonna get uh, someone's gonna snatch up my kid you can't leave the don't even leave the yard here's your cell phone i need to track you <clears throat> Sorry, okay. don't vamp, no. Karen. Just let me let oh, me just cough No problem. And I do agree with you, Roderick. Uh, that oh no, don't vamp. No, I'm just kidding. i uh,
2: <laughs> go ahead. No, I do agree with you, Roderick. <coughs> where ex said each generation tries to quote unquote overcorrect. So like you say, our generation was that generation. So our generation goes, we were the, ch- the the children who who grew up where children were meant to be seen and not heard and all that other bullshit.
0: Yeah. So and, and so <clears throat> of course we want our kids' feelings to be the most valid. Right, because our feelings were—it was your feelings don't matter. What your value to your job matters, your value to your family and the people around you matters, <clears throat> the results matter, and then we raise kids where it's like no, the process matters more than anything. How you feel about it matters more than anything, <clears throat> and so they look happen. at voting that way. Yes, they're like I don't feel great they don't see it as a civic duty they don't see it as a thing you need to participate in because you're a citizen of this country and you are responsible for where it goes yes you are yes you are that shit matters so like i see i've always seen voting as mitigating harm i've always seen voting as trying to make the best out of something bad when people say like i don't want to pick the best of two bad outcomes i'm always like are you not american what do you know of this country? When was it ever good outcomes? Right. When they were killing the indigenous people that were here already, when they backstabbed the British people that funded their trip here and said, we're not paying taxes. Or was it during the slavery or was it during the civil war or was it during the reconstruction or the civil rights era or segregation? What like, tell me when it wasn't two bad choices this is a heist this is an empire so like i think when you abdicate yourself what you're really doing is sticking your head in the sand letting shit get worse and i would be okay with that but you're the most complaining this ass motherfuckers out there shut the fuck up then y'all trip over your own bike seat and then go who did this to me the democrats and that's the part that bothers me The most is because it's not like you're going to – because then when I go back and go, well, you know in 2016 you could have voted – for hillary and we wouldn't have got the supreme court we have now but you didn't have time to hear that shit in 2016 i was a democratic shield i was anti-bernie i was something not enough whatever it was i wasn't enough and you know whose fault that is the democrats it's always the democrats it's never the american citizen it is never the person sitting right there that has the opportunity to vote that doesn't do it the person sitting right there that votes for the republicans the certain the person sitting right there that that those i'm not voting for a president but i'm gonna vote for everything local that'll get turned down by a president it's those motherfuckers are never the people at fault it's always some somebody in an office somewhere somebody didn't say it the right way and they didn't do it the right way i'm watching the democrats in south carolina run and directly towards black people this is what we have promised, this is what we have done, this is what we need to do more, this is what we haven't done, here's why it wasn't done, here's how we can do it, and I'm watching instead Twitter, black media spaces spend most of their time going, yeah, but I don't feel blank, or yeah, they say that, but I ain't no Democrat, uh, I ain't on the plantate, they not gonna make me a bitch, I'm not, like, that's what we're dealing with. And and not just that. And, and I, the problem isn't that that is a representative of black people. I The problem to me is that it's not.
2: No, it's not. What we're
0: seeing on TV is a uh, attempt and has happened many times before, but it's an attempt to put the emphasis on the black people whose arms are folded, who say they don't know where they're going to vote. And, this is gonna sound a little bit weird because i know on twitter and stuff how what social media is saying but me personally as a straight black dude black as a cis hat black male voter i find it personally motherfucking offensive right the narrative that is being spread about us specifically MSNBC has some special they're going to be doing this week. I think CNN maybe too. And it's going to be all about these black voters who are going to not vote Democrat or possibly vote for Trump. And it's going to be black men on the face of it for the most part. And the problem I have with that is that if you were being kind and overestimating, over-indexing how many black men are voting for Trump, let's say 20%, that is not representative of me. That is not representative of most of the niggas I know. Right. Why do they get a special? Yes. You could have made a special this weekend with, uh, for about black male voters. And it could have been, Hey, here's the 80% of these motherfuckers that aren't crazy, who still have demands, who still have critiques, who still want things from the president and this country. But they're not fucking insane. They're not just trying to get attention. Att- attention. They're not just saying shit to be saying it. But <clears throat> instead, I have to watch this overrepresentation <clears throat> of a few motherfuckers. Right. And now we're all taking slings and arrows because once again, I will remind you, black men of anybody in fucking uh, a male demogra- demographic in America, the most likely to vote Democrat. Why doesn't it? "Quote unquote," feel that way. It's because the things that are the propaganda is being pushed out about us, the media that's being pushed about us, are like, let's go talk to the Charlemagnes, let's go talk to the Van Jones, let's put them on TV. Let's get your. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I won't even say any more names because I don't keep up with these niggas enough to know for sure what they're gonna do. But just they go get your your your. Uh, well, I don't know that uh, God Eddie God I think his name Eddie Glad whatever I think he may have come back to the democratic situation, but I know that he's one of those people that's willing to be the person to be like, and we not going to vote or And this is why they not doing good with the black vote. And it's like, okay, we don't even have the evidence to prove that it's a lot of polling, which is proven to be inaccurate right now. And it's polls that told us this last time and the time before that and the time before that and still turn out to be inaccurate. But why are we putting the emphasis on just that group of people?
2: I, I, this is my hypothesis and, uh, uh, and it's fucking frustrating. I do not like when they do this to white people, cause this is the thing. They do this to white people all the time, how they have like a few percentage of white people who, when when they get right around the last few days of election, they're quote unquote undecided, they throw cameras in their face. They talk about economic anxiety. They talk about all this other bullshit. Okay. Like they do this for white people consistently because these white people feelings me more than anything else. Even though most of the white people, they either gonna vote for, for Republicans or they're not. Like you know mm. what I'm saying? Like most people, we three days for the elections. Bitch, you know who you gonna vote for? What the fuck is this? And so now they're doing it to us because there was you know it's it's almost like it's almost like that 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 that, that buy that that that. Fairness thing, we do it the one side, we got to quote unquote do it the other side, but bitch, they don't represent the vast majority of us. Most people have decided these niggas don't represent, us. and I heard I didn't listen to that whole podcast. Like I, I was fucking infuriated. I was like, God damn it, I'm not listening to this bullshit. These ignorant ass niggas up here talking bullshit just for goddamn attention. And they, they don't. don't represent us. Most people I talk to are like, bitch, I'm vote
0: for Biden. The fuck, and it's it's January. And they're not, and it's an uncontested primary, basically. So there's no fucking point. Right. But also, they don't do this to everybody. Like they, like <clears throat> they've chosen to do this to us. They could, they would have a good fucking. Um, they, they'd have a better. If they would do better and more accurate to go talk to other demographics of voters, voters. If they talk to Asian men, Latino men, where it's, where it's a lot less uh, than. Uh, 80% of them voting Democrat, then maybe you got a TV show. Maybe you really got some people that really are letting everybody down and being like, I'm siding with the white supremacy. One out of five, and I once again, remember, I'm rounding up. One out of five ain't it. That's not the special I want to see. So anyway, it's, it's very bothersome, and I know that this it is all is. part of a bigger talking point that if Biden does lose, black men will get no we'll get a lot more blame than they than than we should like it'll be like like we'll somehow fall beneath white men, asian men, latino men, every other group of men that voted at a higher rate for re- republicans and it'll be like this is why they the weakest link the jamals and jeromes and the julio's and all that shit and it's just like fuck man i hate this bullshit right. i hate it um it's very annoying and then as far as um if 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 and when biden wins Zero credit. Right. Zero fucking credit. So all it'll be like, well, it wasn't enough for them niggas to make the vote one way or another. So it's just, yeah, it's a thankless it bashing that we're going through that is just compounded by the fact there's always some type of gender war shit happening. Yes. And, it's, and, it, and it bothers me. And it has a real effect on people's mentality and the discussions that happen around the election. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have also been talking about the access to so much information via Google, libraries, speaking to elders, etc. In contrast to this new idea of intentional ignorance, <clears throat> no matter how many attempts are made to provide education, there is just a deliberate choice. It seems to not do any research before spewing misinformation. There's also seems to be a lack of literacy and specifically media literacy which impacts the ability to understand information that is available. It is incredibly disheartening to see BIPOC people, women, and differently abled creators act like nothing will be different if we have Republicans in charge again. Yeah, <clears throat> the other part of that too is not just about uh, intentional ignorance. It's uh, performative objectivity and because a lot of happening happened on social media, you can't Uh, we can't uh, separate the performance of it from the content. Yes. And so there is a higher threshold of likes and interaction you get from the performative objectivity or the like I'm purposely gonna leave certain things out. This, you know, I don't I really truly am not trying to be an asshole when I talk about these things but part of the reason I love this space is because We are talking for over two hours a day. If you've listened to the whole thing, there's context in everything we've said. If you listen to more than one episode, there's context. You understand what I'm saying and the trust that comes from that. But the thing about, um, about the social media of it all is that once something is rewarded, it is imitated. Yes. So that's why you have comedians doing crowd work <clears throat> because they saw Matt Rife blow up now the next person won't get as much but they'll get more than they were getting so they're gonna say it too they're gonna do the crowd work too um, <clears throat> lip sync we saw it with lip sync mm-hmm. these things where people do skits that are really just the audio of something else and <clears throat> or just blatantly steal jokes and you never even know who made the joke first because mm-hmm. people are stealing it with no attribution no accreditation right so what I mean by that is that doesn't stop at entertainment content. Nope. That doesn't stop at jokes. So it can happen with causes too. It's why people put up black squares for black lives matter. Cause at some point it becomes more about the signal you're putting out and the groups that you're deciding to signal to and to say I'm down with. And I think that it unfortunately happens to very serious life and death shit. And when someone sees somebody else go viral for their stance they want to go viral for theirs and that's what a lot of this has devolved into and doesn't stop being about the event and the people because it's become about us and and ours um not for everybody but for a lot of people um i don't know that i have a point with this but i just felt a lot of agreement with your talking points per usual and while i won't i would love to have a calm piece that you all have i'm furious and anxious about how to participate in the worst group project in the hopes that everyone will contribute and we don't lose all our rights and freedom sorry for the long take and hope it makes sense but it was nice to get it all out regardless as always thanks for the great content and entertainment appreciate y'all uh always keeping it real love y'all Kristen. thanks Kristen.
2: yeah and, and i agree and it's one of those things where people are going to be watching people are going to be looking people are going to see what the populace in the mass like i said a big group projects this this decides what they want and then from there people are going to make various different type of decisions like you're going to have some people that are privileged that have like the money and shit. That's gonna be like fuck this and fuck this country. I am going somewhere else. I still gonna want to be a citizen. Or people gonna start looking for dual citizenships and shit like that because they was like this is fucked up. Y'all actually don't care the fuck. He already told y'all what he's gonna do, and y'all gonna let it happen. And
0: I, the piece that I have is more about pragmatism. That's what I have. I I know what I. What I can do, I know what I can control, and there's a lot right. of stuff I can't. And worrying about it, being anxious about it, is not going to help me. Um, it's you know, anxiety is either worrying about the past you can't change, or worrying about the future that hasn't happened yet. And both time, both ways, you're not focusing on the current, on the moment. And the moment is the only thing you have some level of control over: your actions in that moment. And so in that way, I'm not nervous and I'm not concerned because I know no matter what happens in November, I feel I will have done my part. Agreed. I did not sit up here and play both sides. I did not sit up here. And and let ego take the best of me and start telling you, I ain't going to be the Democrat, bitch. I didn't sit up here and antagonize people. I haven't made light of even the people that are like, I'm not voting. Uh, you know, uh, if, if they don't do blank, I'm not. I haven't even we haven't even brought them on here to fight them. I don't go on social media to talk about them because they're going to do what they want to do. Right. And I don't have any control over that. So that's why I'm just at peace in the, in, the, in that in that in that specific way um but i'm i'm human i'm sure i'll be upset by things in the next 10 months just like i would over anything and i'm sure if trump wins i'll be upset like it's not like i'm not post-human but i am very much just like we can only do what we can do and i feel like the work we've done on the blackout tips of at least talking about these things with nuance and awareness is better than most of the people talking about this shit, to be honest.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, Roger talked about it, you know, when uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, was running, how it was made to vote and things like that. And, you know, it's one of those things where, no, 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 no. Ain't no man. Ain't no, 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 no. We're we we we're, we're not doing that shit. It's one of these things where you have to look outside of yourself. And f- for the fact that you can vote is almost, uh, to an extent, is a privilege in this country because so many people getting their votes stripped away, voter suppression, gerrymandering, and shit like that, where, you know, these things matter. And so I have a vote. I have the right to vote. I have a driver's license, particularly here in the state of North Carolina, so that I can go and actually vote. So to me, my vote isn't just for me. My vote is for it's on the behalf of other people that cannot be in the room. And so because of that, I take my civic duty and voting very, very seriously. And it's one of those things where, you know, I am not the type of person to, you know, see things happening and just be like, oh, well, whatever happened, happened. No, 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 no. I'm like, no, this is happening. You need to be aware. You need to be alert. Now, whatever you do with the information is your choice. But you cannot say you listened to this platform and you did not know and you were not aware of how important it is and how you make a difference. You know, and I think too many people are, particularly on social media, tell you the shit don't matter. Why waste your time and all these things that are kind of anti everything? And for a lot of people that spend a lot of time online, talk to people offline. I'm not your friend that like literally talk to people offline your family and friends, people that don't spend, and, and ask them to actually get a real feeling of reality because sometimes them niggas are not in reality, reality. They're in whatever the social media reality is and sometimes it's a disconnect between what they say and this because if you if you would have let online tell told it, Joe Biden would have never been a nominee. But he was. Why? Because there's a lot of people who don't spend their time online that fucking vote too.
0: Yeah, and I think also we're seeing a lot of um people um we're seeing a lot of people push back now that weren't pushing back last cycle. So that's another thing that gives me a level of peace and calm. Like when I saw Angela Rodden went on the Breakfast Club and then they was on Twitter having to explain what the fuck they meant. That was good. That was good. The conflict is good. We should be making people feel some level of uncomfortable. Parroting or spreading misinformation or apathy we should be doing that um especially when we know it's for content purposes because once they were confronted about it and if you listen to their own podcast they don't talk like that so it makes me feel like okay y'all want to talk about it in that space but strategically you understand that y'all that y'all don't really get down like that John writes in the originalist on the topic of why Republican voters love Trump, I think it's simple. They want someone who will be the worst. Someone who will choose the horrible policies of the radical right, but will also do it in a flamboyantly assholeish way. And nobody combines those two things better than Trump. People like DeSantis and Abbott can try out asshole to out-asshole him. But because Trump is just a natural narcissist and was fairly famous, he somehow pisses off all of us decent people more than his competitors can. Oh, yeah. The anger is a huge part. Like how mad he makes other people is a huge part for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, He really has an almost superhuman ability to be a dick. And that's why MAGA people love him so much in a way uh, that they probably never will for the others. Most people don't really care about the details of policies. They are confident that Trump and other Republicans will always choose evil. So then it really comes down to personality. Um, and that's where Trump wins. The white supremacy, misogyny, transphobia, xenophobia, et cetera, are all under that evil umbrella. So there's a little something for every bigot. Likewise, I don't need to know all the details of every policy to know that uh, Biden will pick the best one that can actually be implemented. He's been one of the most successful presidents in our history, despite the absolute shit show he inherited from Trump. Right. Yeah. I was just to wonder how Jimmy Carter happened. Because, like, people love Jimmy Carter now. Uh, People always uphold him as, like, the ideal president. That nigga was a one-term president who, like, got his ass kicked in a landslide on the way out the door. How did that happen? And to me, I feel like low-key Biden shit is like that. Like, and I know people will be like, what are you trying to say? No, but Jimmy would have never did. All I'm saying is this we will look back at this time and be like, he tried to make the best of a bunch of bad situations and bad choices. I think we will look back and see that. And if he turns out to be a one-term president, I feel like people will fondly look back at his presidency with revisionist eyes and be like, "What, what? I mean, he, he did this and he tried to do that. And he was doing that as Trump or whoever erases all that shit and does way worse. And I'll have to be like, but y'all didn't believe that shit. Y'all mm-hmm. weak as fuck. Because when it came down to it, y'all were like, he ain't perfect. Get him the fuck out of here. That's what y'all said. And y'all didn't y'all say not, right. Y'all didn't say like, oh, man, he's an 8 out of 10. Y'all said he's a, what about the 2 out of 10 he didn't get is what y'all said. You know? And I think the same thing for Obama. The same thing for Obama. A lot of make the best out of bad shit. Do good things where you can. But you'll never be one hundred percent clean because that is not the the uh even on the table for a president of the United States. Nope. And yet somehow motherfuckers are gonna, you know, uh hate hate you while you're there and then the second that you're out of uh that, in the second that not even the second, but later they'll look back with revisionist history and be like, We loved him. What happened? Anyway, um He's been one of the most successful. Oh, yeah. I'm also with you that I'm overspending my time and energy on those leftists who want attention for threatening not to vote. All right. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, man, it really was an epiphany I had one day. And it shouldn't even be an epiphany because it's such a fucking simple thought. But it is this. If someone tells you I'm not going to vote, one, they're telling you to get a reaction because, honestly, that ain't got nothing to do with me. If you're not gonna vote, you don't have to tell me.
2: No, they just don't vote. I've
0: never voted in American Idol, okay? Y'all didn't know that till today when I just said so. And the reason y'all didn't know is because it didn't matter to me and there was no need to talk to you about it because it didn't fucking make sense to talk to anybody about it. Because who gives a fuck? I'm not watching American Idol and I'm not voting. What's the conversation to be had, right? But if I was on Twitter saying, I'm not voting in American Idol, Do I really just want to communicate how much I don't want to vote? Or do I want to have a discussion or argument or fight with people? That is what the fuck happens. These motherfuckers want to have a fight. I'm not giving you the fight. You're choosing to self emulate. You're choosing to starve to death. You're choosing to abdicate. You're choosing to watch the world be in trouble and be like, I'll do the least I can. And I want to be called a hero for that. Right. Well, it's not heroic for me. That's the way my life is set up. That's the way my belief system is set up. You're not going to change it. I'm I'm not going to change what you think is heroic. You think doing nothing is heroic. I think doing nothing is the same thing any motherfucker can do. Oh, you stayed at home and didn't vote. Oh my God, the fucking, the heroism. Oh my God, thank you. Right,
2: and that's a choice. And people like to act like no action is not a choice. It's a fucking action. Yeah, it's a choice.
0: But I'm saying they know it's a choice because they're telling you it's a choice. And they're not just telling you it's a choice, Karen. They're telling you it's the right choice, the brave choice. The real only choice is to do what they're doing. And so in that way... I don't feel a need to engage cause I don't think there's anything I can say that would help. And I don't have to respect you. And I think you want the, the content and you want the, the uh, attention. I don't see it any different, honestly, than the people like I'm black and I'm voting Republican. Okay. I can, what do we have? There's nothing that you said the whole sentence. That's not an invitation to a discussion. You said where you stand Good luck with that. That's how I feel. I tried to reason with them, but it's useless uh, what they're doing. No matter how sincere their beliefs is basically trolling. And life's too short. We got an election to win. Rod, you talked about how funny it is seeing black sport casters clearly root based on race and against the white athletes, even though they can't admit it. It's that simple. My first thought was... This is the exact same dynamic I see in so much animosity towards Taylor Swift, Greta Gerwig, and Margot Robbie. The black feminist backlash about people being legitimately upset about the dismissal of Gerwig's achievement has been absolutely wild. Did you know that since you expressed that opinion that Greta and Margot deserve Oscar nominations, you are now officially white feminist TM?
3: I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. I also
0: don't be fighting people on the internet. Nope. Uh, that you did so without first caping, caping for Lily Gladstone and America Ferrera might even make you part of 53%. LOL. Oh no! It's so funny because the haters are the same people who constantly bemoan the lack of diversity in blockbuster mu- movies. So Greta Gerwig, listen, understands this assignment, uses her power to make one of the biggest movies in history, featuring one of the most diverse displays of races, ethnicis- ethnicities, genders, and body types. Hell, she even made Issa Rae president. All they do is bash her for being privileged. And they do so by claiming it's about. I heard their love for lily Gladstone, who right. i still i can't help but notice they had never said shit about until just now at america ferrera this is one of the reasons that boy shows are stupid mm-hmm. uh and america ferrera despite the fact unless i win one then it's good um and america ferrera despite the fact that glassstone hasn't said anything about feeling overlooked and Ferrer actually agrees that greta and Margot shouldn't should have been nominated it's the old move of effectively pitting women against each other who never asked to be. It's too funny, don't get me wrong. I get why non-white people will have lots of resentment towards white women given their history. I've read several books on the topic. But it's still so weird to me when people take that understandable sentiment so far that they effectively get to a place where they simply can't ever admit that white women sometimes do great things both artistically and maybe even to help advance equality and representation. I don't know how anyone can say that America Ferrera's rant deserves an Oscar but that the woman who helped write the rant and helped get that amazing performance and the best take out of Ferrara doesn't uh Ferrara doesn't isn't that an example of great directing yeah also I don't like the thing where they where they uh put the movie in the uh best movie and then not the director that does feel weird I'm sorry and this, look the award shows are mostly bullshit and all that stuff anyway I don't watch it because of these things bother me too much but um yeah, this is something that I point out like, all the time it's that thing that black people say of a certain type where they'll be like, black people can't be racist. We don't have the power to be racist. See, racism is power plus bigotry plus this and that. And I'm like, yeah but also, you know what I mean. Racism is also a colloquial term. And we can, we can do that shit at times. We can be racist to other people in our spaces. You know, it, we can be uh, uh, and and, and and if we said that, we would have to admit that most white people can't be racist. If we're, if we're only keeping the strictest definition of you need a lot of power to enact some sort of policy or something, an individual white person typically does not have that level of power. So we're really just saying, um, we would basically be saying like only a handful of people in the, in the world can be racist. Only a handful of, you know, and that's not true. It's not true. When someone calls me the N word at a restaurant, that's racist to me. Uh, when it, when uh, my uncle makes jokes about Asian women at at the fucking Chinese uh restaurant we went to when I was a kid, that felt racist to me. Like I like he didn't need to have the power of the system to make me go that's racist. So racism has these like kind of nebulous definitions that mean two things on like a micro and macro level, right? To me, I think we do this kind of shit all the time, and I think it's kind of whack i do too i get it i'm black too i have resentment too but i think giving in to the resentment is kind of corny especially when the whole thing is just we need to do it to them because it's been done to us that's the ultimate giving in to white supremacy to me i'm gonna continue the cycle because it was done to me it's the same reason people beat their children it's the same reason people abuse their spouse it's the same reason people uh uh, have bigotry. It's because it was done to me, so why not do it to them? I think the most powerful thing you can do is to break that shit and to be like, nah. And I think when we truly do recognize that we are all affected by certain issues, that's when we come together and that's when the best things are done. We're not gonna, we're not gonna get equality by dismissing, uh, dismissing shit when it's when it's done wrong to white women. Because ha ha ha, bitch, how you like it? we're not going to win that way, you know? And I, and I think this is one area where being a black male who has male privilege and also being black. So you have the racial discrimination that, that I face. It kind of helps in this area because I've seen what the excuse making can do when it's weaponized for black men. So many times I've talked to and talked and spoken against and confronted these these things where black men will be like, but we experience racism so, ha 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 bitch, it's happening to you or whatever and I'm like, no, that's not that's not right. No, it's not. That's not okay. You know, so in this case, we're gonna laugh at this black woman because sometimes black men get beat up by the cops how, how does that make you not part of the fucking problem? Agreed. So, I, anyway, it's, you know, I haven't like I said, I'm not participating in these discussions online, but I've seen it, and uh, yeah, I do think they missed the point, and it's an easy opportunity to just let the shit go. But motherfuckers are shallow and short sighted, and and human, and very hypocritical. A lot of the people that hate Taylor Swift don't even really know why, and they're not introspective like that. I oh, know. And while I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon or Oppenheimer yet, I did see Anatomy of a Fall and Poor Things. I got to say, Margot Robbie's acting performance was every bit as good as those two actresses, who were also great. And in some ways, even more impressive because Margot had to be funny, too, which I had no idea she could do. Barbie was amazing. Well, she's funny as hell as Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, um, I love her, Harley
2: Barbie Quinn.
0: Barbie was amazing in that I can't think of any joke that I did that didn't really land. That's not just a good script and talented cast, but like you said, in reference to and Game Theory, it takes a whole team, especially some great directing to make that shit work, not to mention complex dance numbers. But I know the Oscars don't really like awarding comedies, which is another thing that I thought hurt Margot. Karen, don't ever let anyone shame you for saying the taser for the show's official weapon. I found myself making the same slip up when listening along. But in our defense, it was the right answer for how many thousand episodes? Right. We're not wrong. We're just strict originalists sticking to the founding principles of the podcast. <laughs> the Clarence Thomases, if you will. Oh, yeah. no! Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the thing with that is I only at the beginning of the podcast, it wasn't even a weapon. We didn't even have an official weapon. So, you know. But you're right. It's been... It's been a long time, but Karen's getting better every week, I think. Yes, yeah, my 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 streak is getting longer every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh Earl uh, or Early says, uh Karen, I I will not be so presumptuous as to offer any suggestions on your show's content as I've always loved any topic you've explored. I intend to watch the upcoming MSNBC program Black Men in America: The Road to 2024. If you happen to watch the broadcast, I'd like to know your thoughts, Earl or Early. Um Eh, if i watch it i'll let you know but more than likely i'm not gonna watch it just being real with you
2: because shit like that makes me mad if
0: anyone's gonna watch it it would be me but uh i may not watch it just because i i this feels so i i said it already but it feels so antagonistic Mm -hmm. to my fucking core as a black man that votes Democrat, and I'm not saying black men are the most progressive people. I'm just saying of the men, we definitely are. And also, why the fuck do you keep putting the same five people on TV and being like, this is how all black men feel? I'm right. tired of it, dog. I'm tired, okay? I never was with this shit when they did it to anybody else. I definitely don't want to be have it done to, to my group. And it feels like it's just our turn this year. And part of it is that, you know, no, I'm, 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 Mandy says, uh, if the, if the beef Nikki has with Megan consider, no. And part of it is the niggas that talk like this last time are being rewarded for doing this shit. Right. So then they go in and putting the fucking camera in their face and they're getting all the fucking attention. They, they want it. They're back on that bullshit. So now you, we got people that got mocked for being on that bullshit last time. Mm -hmm. We get called the weakest link. And these niggas be like, yeah, they the weakest link, these black men. And then your ass is on motherfucking MSNBC being the weakest link, being like, well, now it's my turn to get some some attention. Here I go with the bullshit. And the fact that we even have to reckon with y'all as if you are some massive... Con- uh, contingent it's of a the voting percentage. base or as some massive contingent of black men which you are neither right we gotta deal with this shit and it's fucking frustrating cause they not calling me they not calling like certain They're motherfuckers ain't getting me. that phone call dog but if I was out here being like and that's why I fuck genocide Joe Biden I'm not I'll fucking with well, my reparations I'd be on TV today I be on MSNBC wearing a, a jacket, telling y'all how fucking uh how 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 the real brothers in the street, you know the bus drivers they not voting like I have I be saying that bullshit. I don't like it, you know. And I also think a lot of these motherfuckers are, are just positioning themselves the, the way like certain activists did and stuff to be like. I am the black person whisperer. Tell me the message. I'll tell you how to tell it to the black people because they too dumb to get it. They don't vote. They stupid. They don't understand the way I understand. I went to college. I have a TV show. But if you let me say it, the blacks will listen. Meanwhile, the bus drivers ain't watching that shit either. They not. They working. They driving the bus. They ain't watching MSNBC to be like, man, let me see who to vote for. If you want to sit down and talk to them, they know what they doing. But I know what is going on. They going out there. They, We need to talk to some black men about voting, and they either doing a focus group or some pre-questions uh, that basically are like, are you going to not vote or vote for Trump? Yes, you're in. Right. And they weeding out but the majority of the other people. Yeah, that's what's happening, but uh, here we go with the bullshit. Mandy says... Is the beef between Nikki with Megan considered massage noir, even though they both are black women? I know that might sound like a stupid question, but Nikki pretty much did what black men and non black people say about us. Uh, Mandy, I know sometimes you kind of walk right up here with some provocative questions, but uh, I agree with you on this one. I don't think it's a stupid question at all. And I think that's exactly what happens. Uh, it happens in beef all the time. It's just, uh, yeah, it has that male, male, quote unquote, male energy. Well, any anytime people are mad at at people, they uh a lot of times violate the tenets of society mm-hmm. um and the real the real way they feel about shit hops out It's how right almost everybody I know when they get mad at a fat person points out that that person is fat, but Mm -hmm. they cool with me. Uh, you know what I mean? They would never do that to me. No, I'm different. Right. Oh, I'm so fucking different. No, you just ain't mad at me. So you don't say that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what happened with Nikki and Megan. And I think a lot of beef stuff is that way. You could look at a lot of rap stuff that way. Even, even the raps that aren't disses to each other. And it's not just Nikki, uh, Megan, a bunch of people participate in the misogyny and, uh, and a bunch of other shit that happens uh it's a human thing it's a societal thing but yes nikki is absolutely trafficking in that you got big feet you're a man i remember 50 cent everybody's fucking hero now because oh he's gonna talk about diddy oh what a great guy uh we not gonna bring up those epic with him he amazing well i remember when he was making fucking memes about megan the stallion being a man Mm -hmm. like what so that's your hero you know what I mean? Like I know y'all niggas like power, but like we don't have to revise history into like he's always been a stand up guy. You know, 50 Cent is who y'all think Tyler Perry is. Like, no, nah, not really. Mm-hmm. Maybe the bad way, but definitely not the good way. He's just a dude too. So yeah, I, I'm. I do think yeah the Bigfoot shit, the you know obviously the slut shaming shit. I mean yeah, it, but that's also what beef is in rap and as much as this applies to men it applies to women too you know i still remember all the diss songs i used to hear as a kid between black men rappers and the amount of homophobia and shit that was in there misogyny yes it, sir. it's insane it's insane and that's just what people do when they mad but you're right last one's from uh-huh. kiana who says or maybe it's quiana anyway she says hey y'all I don't want to. I don't want shit, but to tell y'all, found a new white guilt Black History Month anthem on TikTok yesterday. Here's the link. Love y'all. So I think she just wants us to hear this song. Okay. And uh, probably get demonetized by YouTube real quick. <laughs> uh, but you know what? For you, we'll do it. We'll do it for you. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up um, on here. Of course, it's trying to make me log in. Oh God, I got to do one of these puzzle things. <sighs> These motherfucking puzzles is stupid. Yeah, like they really ain't made AI, AI that can do this. All right, so here's a song. Uh, I'll turn it up. All right. If
5: you are white, open your fucking wallet, bitch. If you are white, open your fucking wallet. If you are white, oh.
0: Not bad, not bad. Um, I'm not a big, uh, I mean, I'm. if we get reparations, I'm cool with that. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. about to say. I'm, but I'm not a big, like, yelling at the white folks to open their wallets guy. That's just not my thing. Um, but I think it's probably because the content we create is first and foremost for black people. And I feel like when black people make content about how white people owe us shit and should be giving us stuff um, individually, not like as a government or something, it always feels a little bit like um, I would have to admit that my audience and the money I want is white dollars. And so on that philosophical level, I don't really bang with a lot of the like you know, individual white people give us reparations. I remember they had like a thing in Seattle where a guy did a meet up with white people and they were supposed to like pay for black people's food and drinks and give them individual reparations there and black people on twitter and stuff got very upset by that that event and you would think like oh these are the people that always say open up the wallets give us the money you would think they would be supportive of this shit but they weren't because once you see it in practice with real life white people opening up their checks like 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 we're Charity cases and, and, and what, I it, 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 it don't feel so comfortable. Right, that's why
2: it needs to be massive. The government likes something massive versus yeah. individual. So I'm right.
0: not really a big, you know, open up your purse, give me some reparations type of guy, but at the same time, I appreciate the song, and I mm-hmm. think it was uh, funny. And,
2: and I understand. I, yeah, it was hilarious.
0: Um, yeah, I think it was funny and all that stuff. I hate to try to, uh, I didn't mean to, to break us down, Mm-mm. but I got to keep it real. You wrote in, and I, I always have to keep it real with y'all. Um All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all.
2: We do. And for those of you listening, we will be on a -A KATG 24-hour marathon tonight at 8.30. They're on YouTube. So we'll be
0: live on YouTube if you want some more riding, Karen. Yeah, you can go to KATG.com slash marathon, and it'll take you there. We're going on at 8.30 p.m. tonight uh so if you show up on their youtube at 8 30 you can see us kicking with keith and hemda they're doing a 24 hour comedy marathon lots of guests lots of people hopping on um and it, and it's the last year that hemda's gonna be on this marathon because uh, yes she's is. leaving the show mm-hmm. so you know if you're a fan of both of ours and even if this is your first time seeing it go check them out um you ain't got nothing else to do all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too bye